going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 1000 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. What a special day. Joined today in studio by the man, Ben Funky Askren. And today he's going to be tested to the highest degree possible. He cannot go 90 minutes uh, and controlling his bladder. So now the uh, ultimate test. I just peed. I just peed. Everybody. So well, he's on the clock already. To my right, of course, James Dean Raider. And sitting at the bar, as he often does. That means what it means. You know what that means. Tyler Meisinger. Tyler, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Christian? You put in a lot of work for this show. I have. I'm it's, really nervous. You're really nervous. <laughs> Why are you nervous? This is going to be so fun. I can't wait for this. You no, know, we got Ben in the studio. One reason to be nervous. He's very he's physically imposing in person, more Volatile. so than, than I thought. He yeah. over Zoom, he's not as scary. But uh-huh. um having Ben in the studio allows us to bring up a, an old an old hat an old argument, an old bet. Uh-oh. Um so we have a video, a clip we should play. This. I think it's time to <laughs> make Ben face the music. Uh can we play clip number one, guys? Clip number one. Oh, clip number geez. one. This is not good. Look at this guy. Ben. Not even making that argument. I'm just saying 14's freaking stupid. Move it like, I don't know, seven, six, like somewhere in there. Based on what? You're Come just on. saying numbers based on nothing, though. You got to have some vision here, guys. You got to have some vision here. Let's right, make let's, a bet. Let's make a bet. Let's get, let's get the taser out again. Let's get the taser out. <laughs> you're, you're, if if White Hendrickson finishes lower than 14th, I will get tased. Losing in the round of 16. Oh my gosh. Listen oh, to that ends. thing. You see what this is? We have a taser. Now, uh, I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, you want to come grab this thing for me? Yeah, let me. But wait, hold on. I actually thought I said all American. Well, either way, you were wrong. He didn't make round of 12. All right. So do I got it right here? All right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Christian, Christian is scared to tase you. He's well, here's the thing. That it's a health. I'm all for boys will be boys. But uh, if something were to happen to Ben and I electrocute him. It looks a little scary. I mean, I'm scared. But you know, this is I'm a- not a coward like Dylan Palacio. <laughs> if, I said, if I said you're going to tase me, then I am open to being tased. Yeah, you know, I think it's just the <laughs> idea that we are this we're this close. I'm not going to tase you, though. I won't do it. I think legally. Uh, hopefully Mark Bader's not in the building. If you want to tase yourself on the hand? Yeah, you could, you could tase yourself. Me and my friends had one very <laughs> similar to this in college when we would tase each other. It's not bad. It's just a little right. zap. Oh wow! Is he really gonna do this? I gotta do it. I'm a man of my word. This is also, do you have any comments on the color Take of the taser? piece. This I, is. Um, so how do you press that? <laughs> that ain't gonna be bad. <sighs> oh my gosh! I hate this. <laughs> wow! How close do you got to touch? I, it? I, I think so. Yeah. No. Don't do it on the inside of your wrist. Do the outside yeah. of your hand. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hurt a little bit. See, it's not that bad. It's, it's not that bad. Snap. I mean, it didn't feel good. But <laughs> yeah, I could take that. <laughs> wow. I can't, I can't oh believe it gosh. actually happened. Christian didn't think it was going to happen. Go I didn't think he'd that. do it. But this is a Viper Tech. <laughs> <laughs> they it don't, wasn't that bad. It didn't even leave a mark. That is John Kozak's wife's daughter's pink taser. Wait, it's his daughter. I don't think it's his six-year-old daughter's taser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure his children. I don't think Adeline has a taser yet. But um, Thank you. People are probably disappointed I didn't like. I only left it on there for, you know, half a second. No, I think, I think getting I, I think we should have done it like that scene in The Hangover <laughs> where he lifts the gun super slow, <laughs> looks into his eyes. Man, I can't believe that just happened. I'm so glad we had the taser, though. 
Yeah. I had a whole bit. I was just going to we're going to pretend joke tase you with like a, a Zoom recorder cuz they yeah. kind of look like tasers. Mm. But then something happened with it. <laughs> well, I was you know, in the beginning uh in the beginning. Well, you know what? Also, I should just I should just compliment my own predictive powers about how good White Hendrickson is now. Uh-huh. I saw it before everyone else saw it. Well, you guys had him 14. No, no, I no. said this guy is going to be a great American hero someday. Well, yeah, I think one, the argument I would take is you bet on America, and you should never, <laughs> you should never apologize for that or be tased for that. But we just said not yet, and there was nothing that it had that shown. Fair. That's fair. But uh, now he is a great American hero and uh, contending for— The great American hero. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. So that was one of Ben's L's on the show. Um, yeah. I think, I think L's. now—well, now, now, now I think we, we reminisce on maybe one of his W's. Oh, let's maybe. go. So this was Ben's first ever show, or not first, maybe for one of his first ever shows. Um, we have clip thirty-eight getting ready here. Yeah, let's uh, let's play clip thirty-eight. This is Ben's one of Ben's first ever shows on FRL. Okay, let's I think see. it'll be fun to to look back on. All right. These parents are crazy. I had to yell at four of them. <laughs> I had to yell at four. Of them. I'm like, what do you, what do you? The one guy he's like losing on his kid. I'm like, hey, hey, bro, your kid's seven. What what are you doing right now? He's like, you need to calm down. I'm like, I'm just sitting here. You're one. Of the, you're the one yelling at your seven year old, acting crazy. Okay. Like, simmer down. Well, that's why this. You know, well, I think a byproduct of having you on the show is you can maybe talk some sense into these kids because they're not gonna. We've tried. They won't listen to Nomad. Yeah. They won't calm down, <laughs> but they might listen to you. Well, you know what? I I you know. I obviously push the issue a little bit, but I, what I'm waiting for to push it like right down people's throats is I feel like we have to become the best club in the country mm-hmm. because until we do that, I feel like everyone can say, yeah, but this, yeah, but that. Well, Zahid was wrestling since he was six, so was David Taylor. And obviously because of the culture of wrestling, a lot of the best people are going to have wrestled since they were five and six years old at big tournaments because that, that's just what everybody does. Therefore, if everyone does it, you're going to have some of those people. Just because everyone did it doesn't mean you have to do it. Mm. Wow. So, that Ben, that was four or five years ago. You, you said, when I become the yeah. best club in the country, I think we've reached a point where you, you are in the conversation. You're one of them. You yeah. might be the best one. Yeah. Um, what is that like looking back? back um. Yeah, that's uh, no. It's it's uh, it's really cool to look back and I think about all the guys, uh, you know, like a Mitchell who's having huge success right now. He didn't really compete all that much at all when he was young, or a Parker Keckeisen never won a U State title. I mean, like these guys just they weren't superstars. And the whole premise is that if we do the right things when they become of age, you know, eighth grade through high school, that they're going to be able to achieve those things, and then we're going to send them on and. Um, they're going to still love wrestling and they're going to want to do it at a really high level. And that's kind of what's happening now. So it's, yeah, it's awesome to see. And I feel like we're influencing the discussion. Uh, we maybe haven't changed it all the way, but I think there's at least like an argument now for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, that was awesome. Thanks that's Tyler. Really, yeah, for sure. That's a big W. And yeah. I think there is so much positive momentum on the club scene and the right yes. attitudes. And I think you, David Taylor, who's going to be on the show, Jody, et cetera, there's others, yeah. but, um, are really driving home, driving home like a really positive message. So that's awesome, and it's it's really cool to see how far AWA has come. Um, was there ever a time you were like, ah, are we gonna get there? Because um, you've been at it for a bit now. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely for sure. Because in the early years, uh, you know, Wisconsin wasn't very good. We actually had a few good kids like right away when we started, but then we weren't very good after that. Um, but I was just I was actually talking to Max the other day about how. In the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, we got one or two kids in the national rankings. It was like, holy crap, this is so hard to get kids in the national rankings. And, you know, now it's like we have, I don't know, 15 or 16 or whatever. 
And it's like, oh, we got another one in the national rankings, kind of like no big deal or like that's what's supposed to happen, you know? And then I was talking to a bunch of high school kids the other day about how in the beginning we had convinced them that this was a good path. And now there's no convincing. They're watching Mitchell on Friday night and they're watching Keegan on Sunday and they're watching Parker. And it's like, well, yeah, this is going to work. So it's like we don't even have to convince them anymore. They just know. Uh, and, you know, one of the other things I guess I'm really proud about because me and Max were just talking about this recently is that um, – We've done it with no move-ins. You know, a lot of the better high school programs in this country have a lot of kids who've moved in. We have had zero move-ins. I mean, yeah. Parker, Keegan, and and um, Mitchell, and Peyton, and, you know, all the rest, they're, like, from within, like, 15 miles of each other growing up. So that that's pretty cool that we've done it with homegrown kids. Yeah, probably eventually people will start moving there. I mean, think? you would, I always say like, it's going to happen at some point because why wouldn't you, you know, like a, say like a David Taylor found out St. Paris Graham and he moved there, right? Yeah. To get, you know, his dad did it to give his kid the best possible opportunity for high level success. Um, so you would think some people would be watching what we're doing and say like, ah, oh, I never thought Wisconsin was a beautiful place, but I guess we, <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> yeah. How much temptation was it? And last question on this, but like how much temptation was there? You, you could play the short game and you could probably get kids nationally ranked faster yeah how how are you able to just stay convinced no build it the right way and do it the right way huh uh i don't that was uh, i think probably a lot of influence from john yep. which is mitchell's dad um you know john was my my and max's high school coach and that was kind of his vision that youth wrestling was nuts and that it was just too much and we needed and it needed to be done a different way i think for i think for him that was because he started I believe he started as a freshman in high school and then ended up being a Division I state qualifier. Like, so he saw his ability, his own ability to have success. Um, even this, Maybe he started as a sophomore. Like, he started really late in life and wow. still was pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Tyler, what's next? Um, so, you guys, we have a familiar face uh, on screen right now. We, let's bring him in the call. Oh, boy. Who are we looking at, Chris? Yeah. We're looking at Stephen Kyle Bratke, the current director of operations at West Virginia University, a man who's dabbed many dabs in his life and just dabbed another one. He was on this show for I don't know how many episodes, hundreds for sure, a long, long time. He sat right next to me, not only on the show, but at work for, for many years. So, so pumped to have you on, Kyle. What's up, man? What's up, guys? I appreciate you guys having me on, uh, on today. I, I looked it up um, last night. I think it was like... 564 or something like that was my last one. Oh my um, god! Oh, it's been a while. I, can, I said 600 last night. That's crazy. Dang. It might have. It might have been 654. It's 5, 564, 654. I should have. I should have looked it up, or I should have written it down. But um, yeah, I remember episode two. Um, Christian <laughs> hitting me up and being like, "Hey, you need? Can you uh, like tweet some stuff out when uh, when we're talking about certain topics and stuff like that?" And uh, that's when the infamous uh, Johnny from Roanoke happened. Oh, my so, God. Legend. Um, we actually have that. We can play clip number two, audio only, and we'll, we'll hear Johnny. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Thank you for bringing that up, Bracky. I didn't even have to intro it. I don't know if uh, yeah, they're ready. But... <laughs> Uh-oh. This is Christian Piles. You're on Flow Radio Live. Lost it. Oh. Well, Second. How's it going? This is Christian Piles. You're on Flow Radio Live. What's your name, bud? Uh, my name's Johnny. Johnny, what's going on, man? You got a question? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering how many <laughs> you suck a day. <laughs> All right, good start there. <laughs> All right. I guess that's the risk when you uh, when you put your 
put the number out there. So it's a fair question, I guess. Um, I'm gonna go zero. Thanks, Johnny, for uh, you know for the phone call. And then you answered um, it. Yeah, zero. Yeah, so listen, that was, I don't want, is it so. still zero? Has that number changed? It's been zero. Lifetime of zero. You know, it's like. The only difference between us and the big time shows is that screening process. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just, I kind of love that it was the very first call. Uh, the we very ever first call. The very first call. The very first one. Someone saw this as like, oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Do you remember what happened after that, Bracky? Uh, I don't know if I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, this Joker, who called himself Johnny, probably not his name. Oh, uh, yes. yes. He I freaking yeah. called in from his cell phone. Oh, oh really? Yeah. The back. So I had this guy's cell phone number forever, and I would just, I for months would just be like, what's Johnny doing? And I would call him, and eventually he's like, please, man, stop. And I was like, Johnny, why'd you do it, man? So it was so, I was, like, I was like, Johnny, you called me from your cell phone. Why didn't you think this through, man? Now I have your number, but I don't have it anymore. Oh, man. We should put it out there. We should, for episode 1000, just tweet it. put his number live. I don't have it. I know I don't have it that anymore. Sounds... I wouldn't want to do that, but it was just—it was just kind of my way. Of like, oh, I can kind of get you back. So it sounds like he won the battle, you won the war. I feel like I won the war. I broke him because I obviously I was unfazed. I actually thought it was kind of funny that it happened that way. <laughs> but then he broke and literally said, "Please, man, I'm sorry. Can you stop?" <laughs> so kind so, of half a win. Well, that I, was. Oh, that, well, I was just gonna say that was that was like one of the few like first ones we did live because there after that for a while uh frl was not l right like it we just um no it was always recorded in- <laughs> was always- when when christian started hosting it, it was immediate l it was <laughs> it was live yeah. but we didn't have video till 2016 um oh okay but, yeah that's right but it was that's, it was live streamed it really was radio it okay. really was radio wow hmm. yeah killed the radio star yeah. that's what they say it did um well, that was that was an embarrassing moment for Christian. Uh, Bracky, you're on the show. You, you told Ben was actually mad. He said that you said when you left that you would be joining the show a lot. And again, you like you said, yep. you haven't been on in, in hundreds of episodes. Classic. Um, so Bracky I think it's lie. it's only fitting that after embarrassing Christian, we embarrass you a little bit. Oh um, yeah. If we can, okay. if we can play clip number four. Um, when you guys are ready. Oh God, I think I know what this, <laughs> this is. This is great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so we just saw the intern, and Kyle's like, let's go find his car. So me and Kyle, we looked all over this parking lot, the front yeah, parking lot, and the streets. We're looking for this for the intern's Maserati, okay? And then Kyle, we found it, and Kyle's like, here it is, here it is. It was hidden behind this thing. Let's walk fast. I'm not a big car guy, guys. I'm just... Not a big car guy <laughs> is an understatement in this instance. I, just, I, just I don't saw see the... Maserati. You see Maserati? The Maserati's not yet. I just Where saw is... the M. All right, I just so we're saw getting the M. closer. And he says, he goes, he goes, here it is. Here it is. It's a Mazda Miata. He thought it's a Mazda Miata. A Maserati was a Mazda Miata. Kyle. Why? There's a difference between not being a car. It changes the whole thing. Jay-Z. It makes it even better. Jay Z. What's up? Kyle was telling us about the intern's Maserati. I'm like, the intern has a Maserati? Oh, no. He thought it was. He thought a Mazda Miata was a Maserati. Mazda Miata. He is so, he's from West Virginia. Oh, it's a Miata. It's a Miata. Jenny, I love your Porsche. Nice Porsche. (laughs) Man. Do you guys care to give context to that that clip? 
Uh, Bracky can give some context. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a really sweet intern, and um, he actually coined a, a phrase we used to say on the show all the time. Uh, not, not in Texas. Uh, <laughs> we got to tell that story, he, too. Was, yeah, there was some, like, solar eclipse happening or something. I don't know, something with the moon and the sun. Um, it's above my pay grade and, uh, you were supposed to be able to, you're supposed to be able to see it like in at noon or one o'clock or something. So all of us walk outside when you're supposed to be able to see it. And we're like, looking for it. We're looking up into the sky. And, uh, this, someone asked what we were doing and, uh, we told him, we, we told him what we were doing. And then this kid out of nowhere just says, not in Texas. <laughs> you're not going to see that in Texas. Yeah, he was like um, screaming at I, us. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what he did uh, at Flow. No idea. <laughs> he was just there for like, I don't know, three or four months. Um, he had a sweet haircut. I saw him roll up in this thing one day, and I was like, <laughs> you guys won't believe what this kid drives. <laughs> and... <laughs> I, I asked these guys if they had seen him pull up and they said no um so i i don't know why in my head it was a maserati um but it turned out to be a like if you'd asked me what it looked like i would have described a miata but for some reason in my head the wires got crossed i said maserati um, where our wires are getting crossed was, well, yeah, I just, my, my dad was really embarrassed by me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was, a Miata is way cooler it, it, than it a Maserati. Yeah, true. Kyle, I think uh, there's something else you need to take responsibility, though, for. And that is you did okay. start the Free Britney movement, and, and she's free yeah. now, and it's not going so well. So. <laughs> Do you want to? Should we, should we incarcerate that, her? That's your opinion, that it's not going well. That's your opinion. Uh, I thought this was America and we could do whatever we please. Um, she's making up for lost time. Statues. This woman was imprisoned, imprisoned by her own family for, for decades. And no one knew until me. And I don't, I don't see anyone thanking me. There's no one thanking me. And in, in fact, many people claimed that uh, no one in the mainstream media was talking about this when it was happening. And I, in fact, was. Um, so just because you don't like what she posts doesn't mean we need to imprison her. This is America. Thank you, Kyle. Listen, the things I see on... She did burn street. down her, her like place or something. That's got to be a crime. Well, listen. Allegedly. Allegedly. Houses burn down all the time on accident, one. Two, the, the behavior I see on 6th Street on a daily basis. Well, that's true. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. That's, that's way worse than what Britney does. You should probably be incarcerated, though, too. Britney makes a, a lot weird... of them are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but they're, when they're not, when they're out there on the street, they're not incarcerated. So, Well, I, that, I'm glad you guys brought this up because uh, that, that Britney segment that Bracky did was part of a famous segment of his called Alien Hour. And we have a little montage we'd like to play. If we can play clip five. Oh, boy. Um, this is a good intro. Waiting for it. You've asked for it. Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. I hope you all listened and forgot everything you ever knew about Avril Lavigne. This is called 
the bat squatch. The skunk ape. But it, it's very similar to Bigfoot. It is a large, uh, horse-sized freshwater demon. Brittany, bitch. <laughs> Hold on, let me finish. Yes, she's dead. Tell me how in her 20s, Avril got shorter. Some people are like, oh, gargoyles are like evil, but actually, they're protectors. Free Brittany. Oh, God. We need to do something. I was not woke until 2017, and it was like, guys, Avril is dead. You need to wake up. And I woke up. Incredible. I love, I don't know why, I mean, the gargoyle line is always my favorite, but I love that the, uh, it's a freshwater demon. <laughs> like, what an incredible detail. Well, yeah, it's in lakes in the middle of Oklahoma. Um, it, it's freshwater. What was that thing called uh, again? I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. Scott, Scott, uh, the, that's the Oklahoma octopus was the freshwater <laughs> yes, demon. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, in in preparation a couple things in preparation for today's alien hour i did like look at some of my more favorite ones to see if there had been any updates but there was nothing really significant to share with like um the oklahoma octopus no no more no more bodies i also never found um, haunchyville kyle I've, I've been looking for it for years oh yeah i forgot about haunchyville yeah <laughs> it's haunchyville yeah. We, we, we had, when we went to when we went to the dells uh it was actually one of my one of my last coverages when we went to the dells we had like we were trying to see if we could sneak away um, to see if we could find it, but we didn't have, we didn't have enough time with flights and all that stuff. But um, the other thing that that's kind of been crazy since taking on this new role, I remember like one of my um, first couple weeks here, we had, we had a recruit and his family here and um, you know, I, I met him in the office and um, the dad was like, Oh, we love alien hour. Um, so just like hearing that from like, uh, kids parents and then like uh fans and stuff has been been pretty crazy this is your legacy it's your legacy yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's good or bad you should, you should tell the parents like listen i i if you, if you come to west virginia you get one alien hour a week just private you get a private yeah uh, i'll just yeah i'll text you personal alien hours yeah <laughs> I, love that. I love that so you don't have an alien hour for us today Oh, come on. You know I do. Oh! oh played it. Let's go. I kind of thought he did. And I, was like, oh. I was like, oh, he doesn't have one. Oh, he's got one. Well, oh, it. no, no, no. You know I got one. You know I got one. All right. So, yeah, I had, I had like, people almost threatening me, like, this this better be good. And <laughs> you, can, you can name Ben. It's, a, it's I okay. Didn't him. <laughs> well, yeah, Ben. But, you know, also with me not coming on, like, I'm not just going to text you guys and be like, Hey, I need to come on. You know what I mean? True. Like I, I think I've been, I've been asked twice. I've come on twice. Wow. So, um, shots fired. All that's twice. Goes both ways. Goes both right, ways. Well, just saying, Ben wants, wants to yell at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, people, uh, threatening me on Twitter, you know, this better be good. You know, we've waited all this time. It better be good. Like that's insulting. Do you think I would come with some weak stuff today? <laughs> do you think I would do that? After almost two years of not being on, you'd think I'd come with weak stuff. I, I'm literally risking my life <laughs> to tell you, not my, not just my life, but the lives of my family members and those closest to me to tell you guys what I'm about to tell you True today. investigative you journalism. <laughs> yes, yes. You won't be in trouble um, hearing this, but the people who talk about it and say the name of this creature have been known to be hunted down. So Whoa. this uh -oh. is a, uh, 
Yeah, this is a, a, a Navajo, um, I don't want to call it a myth because they're very real, but uh, maybe it comes from Navajo culture or folklore. Um, so it is, you might have heard of it, uh, skinwalkers. Oh, so, ooh, no. Sounds skinwalkers, scary. or also known as shapeshifters. Oh, okay. not so, shapeshifters. Yeah, it comes from the Navajo culture. And obviously, you know, with Native American tribes, they have healers. And many times those healers needed to travel great distances to um, take care of somebody, perform some kind of um, experiment or rituals, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And to be able to get there quicker, they needed to be able to, to get there quicker. So they were able to shape – they taught themselves to learn the magic of shape-shifting. They would um, <laughs> transform – You can just teach yourself? Into, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, if you have the right tools, absolutely. Okay, now it's very, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. Okay. It's not easy, and, that, and that's kind of that's kind of what we're going to get into here in a second. But they they would transform into um, coyotes or hawks or deer, whatever, to make these trips faster. Now, Makes as I said, it's extremely hard, and many people couldn't do it. Okay, so when they couldn't do it, the dark side would start calling them. Hey, I got an easier way to do this. An easier way to do this. You're like, all right, what is it? Exactly, and that's where you get yourself in trouble. You can't take shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And these people, they would tell them, "You need to sacrifice someone in your direct family." It's like selling your soul to the devil. You do this, and you can do this. So, you sacrifice someone in your family, you get to become a shapeshifter. So, once they did that, they sold their soul to the devil to the dark side. And then they can become whatever animal they have the skin of. So if it's of a deer, boom, they're a deer. You know, coyote, boom, they're a deer, wolf, whatever. So, <clears throat> and they can take on all the all the powers of this animal. So they can run as fast as they can. If it's a hawk, they can fly. Um, yeah. They can make all the noises that this animal makes. Yeah, wild stuff. <laughs> so back in the, back in the 1700s, 1800s, we're, we're going to focus on, on Utah. This is kind of where, where this all uh, kind of comes from. Uh-oh. So yeah, in northern Utah, you have the Utes. You know, University of Utah is uh, mm-hmm. named after them now, the Utes. And then in the south is the Navajo. So they, they would all often come into conflict. And um, at some point in this conflict, the Utes took some Navajo, Navajos hostage and began using them as, as slaves, essentially. And as you can imagine, the Navajo weren't very happy about this. So uh, they cursed the land of the Utes, this this area where they were. And, yeah, anytime that happens, this is bad. You know, the Indian curses go Mothman. That's that's another one that that started with with a – oh, God, that's a bad skinwalker right there. (laughs) That is freaking me out. (laughs) What in the world? What is that? Is that one of them? That's ah, a take it off yeah. the screen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Those things live among us. Those <laughs> oh, live you among stop! Us. You stop right now. <laughs> no way. Is there, is there evidence of this? Oh. You're looking at it. Look at you got a picture for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, there's a picture. Two, many, many Navajo have seen these, and they don't like to talk about them either. Like, yeah, all this stuff that that I'm telling you has been told by. People that have maybe left the tribe um, has been passed down in their family. Like they, 
it's not something they like to talk about because, um, as I mentioned, it can be very dangerous, and, and those I've talked about have faced repercussions. So let's hope they don't find me. Um, so, anyways, they put the curse on this land, and the wow. main what? It's 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 in our studio. It now. might be pregnant. It's next to you. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. multiplying. Yeah. Very weird scale. <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> so the main the main area that that uh, is cursed is this 512 acre uh, area in northern Utah, and it's actually now surrounded by the Unital Onore Indian Reservation, which is is part of the Ute tribe, and you know this land was owned by the Utes for a very long time, and then all these crazy things start happening. Um, livestock just begin dying mysteriously. There's there's no blood found, um, and they're drained of all their blood. Uh, weird lights, unidentified flying objects, all this stuff, and the Utes are like, Mm-mm, "We ain't about this. We're done. We're we're gonna push back from this area a little yeah, bit." Yeah, so beat it. you know, set. Settlers go in and they try to take that land. Well, the exact same stuff starts happening. And they're like, yep, we're out of here. So all throughout the years, this keeps happening. And then it kind of starts getting a little crazy. And it, and it becomes, start, the area starts to become known as Skinwalker Ranch. And there's also this um, little mountain range called Skinwalker Ridge um, because of all these things that were supposedly seen there. So in 1994, a family, the Shermans, purchased this land. Um, they have a bunch of cattle. They're pretty undeterred by this. They, they think they're going to make it work. Oh. Well, they last about eighteen months. Whoa. <laughs> not, not even. Yeah, not even two years. So one night, Terry Sherman, the the kind of head of the family, heard a noise outside, and they'd been finding some livestock dead. So they were trying to figure out what was going on with that. So he runs out with his shotgun, and he sees this uh, wolf that is three times the size of a regular wolf. And he shoots it three times. Okay. Nothing happens oh. to it. Like, it's just chilling. And then finally just, just like chilling. wanders away into the darkness. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we've seen enough. We're out of here. See ya. So then um, this billionaire real estate mogul, uh, Hey, we hear y'all. Sorry, sorry, Rocky. I don't know if you hear them, but we hear the lav mic, guys. If you can just wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) It's in all our ears. It's really hard. Okay. You're good. Go, Bracky. I was just going to power through. (laughs) (laughs) What a beast. A real professional. That's right. Well, I didn't know if you guys heard it, too. So I was like, I I, I, I So anyways, this, this billionaire real estate mogul, uh, Robert Bigelow, buys this land. And the family only sold it for it's 500 acres. They sold it for 200000 Like Clearly, they just wanted to get out of there. Like We just want out of here. Yeah. And this Bigelow guy was really interested into UFOs and, and paranormal activity and stuff like that. So he decides he's going to set up cameras. He's going to surveil this place 24-7. He hires people to investigate it. Well, he experiences the same stuff that all the people have before him. And he was trying to come up with some kind of explanation, anything to try to explain what's happening. Well, he can't do it. Um, there, there's nothing he can find that, that will explain it. He ends up writing a book kind of with all his experiences um, and ends up selling the ranch 
2016 to a guy named um, Brandon Frugal. Fugle, sorry. And he grew up near the area of the Skinwalker Ranch and wanted to investigate it himself, too. And uh, he actually ends up making a show. You might have seen it on the History Channel. It's called The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, <laughs> of course, I've seen it. it, it the show. The sh- yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the show, actually, it, it's, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say it's great. <laughs> No, no. Usually, like some sometimes that stuff is so bad that it's great. It's just really bad. Um, <laughs> they try to do all these ridiculous experiments to try to explain what's happening, and there clearly is stuff weird stuff happening. But uh, the the characters on the show are just awful. There's this they, for some reason they have a main security guy, and he has just decided that his name is Dragon. Like no one calls him that. He just calls <laughs> himself that. You call me Nighthawk. Yeah. Brothers. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what he's like. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a terrible show, but it doesn't diminish the fact that all this weird stuff is happening yeah. and skinwalkers are, are real and walk among us. Is there a way um, to tell if a so, skinwalker, if a person is a skinwalker? Yeah, there are a few ways. Um, one of those is if, if they're just always wearing like the pelt of an animal. Oh, and okay. I, I think, yeah, and you know that might be a little obvious. So you know, yeah. like all those like wolves and um, shirts like that you can get at Walmart. Yeah, uh, I think all those. those <laughs> JD people might bought be most of trouble. Well. <laughs> I might be a skinwalker. What if he's a yeah, skinwalker I, among us? I would. Yeah, I've obviously, I've honestly been wondering that for a time. <laughs> yeah, it also could be stolen valor. He's just stealing the valor of all skinwalkers. <laughs> well. Kyle, what, uh, we have our own skinwalker what, here. What is what even Bray? What is that scarier? <laughs> what is scarier to you, the idea of meeting a skinwalker in person or waking up outside of your hotel room in the middle of the night naked? Uh, I would say waking up in the middle of the night in the hotel room <laughs> naked. All right, let's play. Let's play clip number six. David Bray doing phantom motion. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time. David Bray, the floor is yours. Man, okay. Get the close-up on him, Caleb. So, <laughs> get tight. The problem with the nuke, I made one mistake. And the mistake was, I packed one pair of underwear too few for the trip. So, I'm a guy who has solid <laughs> handle on basic math. And I figure, what do I do? I got one less pair of underwear. Take the hours of a day, 24. Divide them by the nights that I'll be sleeping in this hotel room by myself. Very clean means no underwear at night, no problem. And uh, sleep, I'm in the nude, sleep in the nude, and uh, it should be, should be fine. Extending the shelf life of your, the, your underwear, the underwear now lasts the length of the trip, no problem. I go to bed uh, the evening of January 1st, 2020, and in the middle of the night, I'm having this dream, and in the dream, I'm warming up for the tournament, mm. for the Southern Scuffle. And I can hear, in the middle of my dream, I can hear the voice of the announcer, John Lennon, over the mic, and he's saying, like final call, mat number three, David Bray. So I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I gotta get to the mat. So I kind of like come to the middle of this dream, and I'm standing in the middle of the hallway. Wait. Somehow I like, I, I've like sleepwalked out of my hotel Nick, room yeah. into the hallway. Are you on a sex predator list? Completely <laughs> nude. So yeah, all those thoughts are going through my mind. I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna, you know, like. All right, here I am, scene of the crime. This is the Holiday Inn. I am not staying here this year because uh, I didn't want to, but it was somewhere around here. I think sixth floor is where I was staying. But the first thing is like, how do I solve this like predicament that I'm in? Was the door locked? Of course! What? The door locked behind me! 
Which, so what better. time is it, David? It's, it's, it's like middle of the night, two, two something in the morning. Oh my God. So, so I start like jiggling the door handle, try to open the door. Of course, that's not going to work. So then like probably the mo most clear thought I had during this whole <laughs> debacle is like, if I can get to a cleaning cart, I get access to a towel. Cleaning cart. So I, I, I like sneak around the seventh floor looking for the cleaning cart. There's no cleaning oh cart. But then I remember, I remember that when I checked in, the the woman at the front desk told me that there's a pool on the fourth floor. So I'm like, if I can get to the fourth floor, no. towel. So this man. Oh I don't. My well, God. I, I don't have very many here. options at this point. No. I don't want to take the elevator. That seems like the most likely place. Because there's a camera trouble. on there. You're definitely there's on definitely, sex there's definitely a camera, and there's, there's that's where if I'm going to run into people, it's going to be the elevator. So I go to the stairwell, and as the door shuts behind me in the stairwell, I realize you have to have a key card to get into any floor in the hotel. So now I'm locked in the stairwell, completely naked, and uh, so I I go to, I get to that fourth floor where the pool is, and there's there's a little window on the door and there's a cleaning cart right on the other side of the door oh. so I'm pounding on the door hoping somebody will help me out of course nobody does nobody's around so oh my God. after a few minutes like I give up on on that yeah. idea I go down to the third floor and I see oh this door doesn't need a key card I wonder what this is so I open the door and it's the parking garage <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm like oh okay third floor second floor first floor all parking garage that's that's the that's literally the only place I can go and that's the only place I can go in the world either I die in the stairwell with no clothes on <laughs> or I go into the parking garage. So I go into the first floor of the parking garage, and at this point, I'm like stealthily moving like behind How warm one car to the next. What's that? How warm was it? It's outside? not not warm. It was not warm. <laughs> Put yourself in a situation. It's you know, Laramie you're, warm. You're leaving Chattanooga with your family. It's two two thirty in the morning, and there's just a naked man darting in between cars. I'm trying to hide behind the cars for modesty's sake, and and so I I get to there's at this hotel there's a sliding glass door from the from the parking garage into the main lobby of the hotel and at this point like main lobby front desk have that's you found, my have only you found anything to prove you junk at this point no. a leaf a cardboard box I'm, that's a what leaf. i'm looking for too in the parking garage i'm like maybe somebody oh, left a yeah. pair of pants on the ground i don't know no no such mean? luck so everyone wears a plastic pants bag there's nothing something there's nothing there's nothing so i and trust me i was looking and so, so I get, so I get into the. Did you little, have your glasses at this time? No, no glasses. Dang it! No glasses. How bad is your vision, Sam? It's not, it's not terrible. Okay. It's not great. Oh. So I get into that airlock in the between the parking garage and the main lobby, but like nobody can see me, and the and the the door inside is locked. So now I'm left with like my only choice, which is go back outside the parking garage, out to the street, to the front door of the hotel. So I, uh. so I. Go out. So you're on is the this street. still a real story? Yes. This happened. This how do you know this happened? Well, I'll tell you how. You video. I'll tell you how. So I, so I, so I get, so I get into the into the front door. I'm still stuck in the airlock, but now I can see the front desk, and there are two women working at the front desk. Oh I'm flagging them down as modestly as I can, with only my two hands to protect my to protect my uh, my modesty here. And uh, finally, they come let me in and then like I have to explain yeah my name's David I live you know I'm up on 724 you gotta give me the the key card and they they have to go to the closet get a towel and then they give me the towel give me dude a key card. if I'm a woman at at 2:30 a.m. Yeah. naked dudes, I ain't letting no, you in. No, you call the police. There is no. We're call, I'm calling the police. <laughs> That's what I thought. Absolutely. I thought they're calling the police, and and I'm done for. And this is not the. This is not how I want to be dressed. If you see them get on the phone, then what do you do? You try to get off the grid. I maybe I try to get off the grid. That's I not bushes. That's not what I want to be wearing my first my first uh, time in the clink. I'll tell you that much. So, uh, <laughs> we have David Bray here, Skinwalker. My, my favorite part was the response. Was the response. Wait, what, what did they say to you? Oh, well, 
Yeah, they said the, the women at the front desk. They said they've seen crazier things than that at the hotel. Which I was like, okay. And then they were like, they were like, well, we knew there was a wrestling <laughs> tournament right in town. You have a we, mic uh, here. Oh yeah, we, they, they said we heard there's wrestling tournament in town. We figured, uh, we figured it was something with that. It's some some about the wrestling yeah. tournament. I'm like, they were saying oh, right. That's the people walking. Naked men running around. Yeah. Of course, it's a wrestling tournament in yeah. town. And it was, and you know, to their credit, it was it was some shadow <laughs> drilling in the hall before I woke up. Oh, I think so. I learned plan. Kyle Bracky talking about a skinwalker, and then... <laughs> Honestly, I did not plan that. That is perfect. It just worked perfectly. Bracky, what was your reaction when you first heard the story? I was actually hearing it live for the first time on FRL. <laughs> I, I hadn't heard it before. Um, I couldn't believe it was true, and I was surprised he didn't end up in jail, and it was all over, like, uh, wrestling Twitter, like, pro wrestling employee arrested naked. <laughs> running around Chattanooga. Um, Chattanooga. No, I was shocked. <laughs> Bray, um, you yeah. you actually had to go back to Chattanooga this year for the first time since the incident. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? That was, well, at the I, time, I, you know, well, I had an entire Olympic quad to reflect you know, on the situation. But the, the first when I when I searched for hotels, the first like good deal that popped up, it was the same hotel, and I was like, I'm not doing <laughs> that again. Not staying there. I actually had to stay a little further out, but. Uh, I was there, I, I went by the hotel a couple of times, and then finally the last night I had to face my fears. I had to go in there, I had to take the, take the elevator up and uh, relive the, the journey down the stairs. Took his clothes off. Yeah, I just wanted to, I, would, I wanted to remember it, like, I wanted to see if the things that I remembered were like the way that they, they were the way I remembered it, and they were. It was, uh, it was the way I remembered it. This hotel's very consistent in how they, they operate. Yeah, very much the same. I thought, you know, maybe my memory was uh, going to deceive me, but no, I was, I was, I was dying when I was editing. So I, Bray obviously did the walkthrough of the experience. That was we had those visual aids there. I was just dying because everything was like even it came down to the window with the cart on the other side, like the cleaning cart. It was still there. You could see it. I'm just imagining you seeing seeing the cart through the window. That's all you need. And uh, you can't get to it. That's Very courageous of you to tell that story. I, I remember we were on press row, and I just kind of turned around, and I saw you were telling it to Cliff Fretwell. I wasn't hearing. I was, like, working or doing something else. And Fretwell is just like this, like, little <laughs> jaw drop. I was like, what is – I was like, what's happening? And he's like, you got to hear this. And, uh, man, when, incredible. When I first woke up, I didn't think I was going to ever tell anyone. I thought, like, I got to take this to my grave with me. And then I called Brittany. I called my wife, and I was like – like kind of like shaking I was like you're not gonna believe what just happened like you're not gonna believe this and i started telling her and she's like laughing so hard at like what i'm telling her so i'm like all right i guess i could tell people she's like she's not embarrassing me yeah. she's like, I'm like okay cool i can you know well that's not when you want to get caught in either like coming with us back into the hotel and the front desk where it's like hey the naked guy <laughs> ray what didn't you <laughs> what are we missing here <laughs> yeah that's true that is a good point you gotta you gotta get out in front of that one yeah incredible <laughs> well, speaking of embarrassing incidents in hotel rooms, um, or not rooms, in ho at hotels, uh, Bracky, there was a story uh, where, you, where you guys were in Akron, <laughs> Ohio. He doesn't like this. <laughs> oh, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you care to... I do. I do. Uh, do you... What, you have something pulled up or you want me to tell uh, it? I want you to tell it first. For, <laughs> we might not right. even need to pull right. up the audio. If, if Maybe you can just relive this for a second. Okay. All right. So we're in Akron, Ohio uh, for Cadet World Team Trials and Universities. <laughs> we, we 
for a long time, and it seems like you guys are all, all fancy now and stay in really nice places, and all get your own hotel rooms. But <laughs> we, we for a while there when FRL ran on bad hotel experience stories. Yeah, and <laughs> Christian and I got they thought we got arrested in Tulsa one time. Oh my gosh! And uh, just took our luggage. And so, anyways, we're staying at a Red Roof Inn in Akron, Ohio, and uh, we went to Applebee's for dinner, and I, I had to go to the bathroom after dinner. I go to the bathroom, what? Well, it, it doesn't go down. <laughs> and so, I, I was, I, I'm staying with Ryan Holmes, and he wasn't in the room, and I had a couple of decisions to make, and I, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm thinking... I look out the window and there's a Walmart across the street. I'm like, I can go over there and get a plunger. I, I did not want to have to go ask the front desk for a plunger. Because who is <laughs> who, like who awaits you to me. in the in the parking lot and in the front desk? Yeah, because about ten minutes before that, a group of I, I don't know fifty uh, guys on motorcycles, all wearing. Um, vest that say phantom outlaws just pulled up (laughs) so i'm like i'm sitting there on the bed like trying to think what i should do and so finally i'm like i'm not going to freaking walmart and buying a plunger i'm just gonna go downstairs and ask for one and i had i thought i had waited long enough that all these people were no longer outside or like in in the front desk lobby so i go down and i walk into the lobby and there's no one in there. I'm like, okay, thank God. And I say to the front desk lady, I was like, hey, I, I need a plunger. <laughs> like, <laughs> all, all embarrassed. And uh, she's like, all right, one second. So she goes and gets it. And I didn't realize someone else had come into the lobby behind me. And it's one single phantom outlaw. <laughs> and I turn around. She gives me the plunger. She gives me the plunger. And I turn around. And. I start to walk out and I see him and he starts laughing and he goes, dropping big loads. (laughs) (laughs) I was was mortified. And so I told you guys that story, like, 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 great. I I didn't know if I wanted to share that story. I ended up sharing the story with you guys. Okay. And I was not on FRL as a full-time member at this time. Um, And Willie and TP just told the story on FRL. <laughs> they just told the story. And I, and I would always li- I would always listen to FRL live for, for social and all these other reasons. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, they're telling this story. And so uh, I, I, I remember Ben tweeted, like, later that day, like, ha-ha, drop a big load and tag me. And it was like, oh, my God. Now Ben Askren is freaking tweeting about, me dropping big loads. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I so in uh, the process of getting ready for this show, we pulled a lot of those clips, and I wasn't gonna say your name. And then Willie goes, "You mean you're not gonna say what Kyle Bracky did?" And at that point, it's like, all right, let's just. Hey, that's something to be proud of. That's something you can hang your hat on. Yeah, big loads. A big what if melding True. of these stories is what happens to David Bray if there's the Phantom Outlaws in the lobby of that hotel. Oh. Oh, I, got a, I got a bad feeling about yeah, those fans. I got a bad <laughs> I don't think they take too kindly to naked red-haired men. I think they got some impulses they may be or, not able to control. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he might become somebody's old lady. That's, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, well, same, same reason I don't want to go to prison dressed that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could obviously spend another out, like few hours talking to you, Bracky. We do have another guest coming up. So we're going to have to depart with you. Mm. His name is Sion Williams. Oh, my God. Um, to bring him on, I thought we'd show the very first time Sion ever came on to FRL. Um, this is this is what he did. Let's Classy play clip seven. Here. A lot of people probably wonder, who is Sion Williams? Who are you? What, what, is do, you, what do you do here, Sion, at Flow Sports? Wait, before we go any further, I'd uh -oh. like to do a quick disclaimer. Oh, he's got a disclaimer. Warning. Can you read it? Really offensive to some viewers or inappropriate for children. The content within this video is intended for mature audiences only. All right. <laughs> wow. Sion. Is Sion on? Yes, right there. We got him right here. Okay. Oh, what's up, Sion? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so why why did you play the disclaimer before your first time on FRO? Because I knew I had bad habits. So I just wanted to warn the fans, you know. <laughs> Beautiful. Christian, uh, you guys had talked about Sion a lot before he ever joined the show. What made you want to bring him on for the first time? Uh, I think it was probably more peer pressure. I didn't want to have him on this show. <laughs> is it, does, isn't that, I still don't. Isn't the record clear? It's, there's a war at Flow Sports. There's a war at Flow Sports. It's me versus Sion. I try to keep him out. Outside forces try to get him on this show. I'm losing that battle. I lost that day. I'm losing today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was. It was probably, the truth. Normally, yeah. Normally, it's because we need him to weigh in on something uh, Iowa State related. And normally, we try to find it when something bad's happening with Iowa State or something he's not gonna like, so the audience could see him freak out or be melodramatic about whatever is happening in Ames. Well, speaking of that, that that's a great transition wow. into clip nine. Um, this is this. The context for this clip is you guys made or you didn't make him. I don't know if he did this on purpose or. If he bought the peppers, but um, oh, yeah. Sion ate a hot pepper, and then you got he was going through the coaches uh, during the Iowa State search when yeah. the, when Iowa State was uh, was lacking a, a head coach. So <laughs> let's watch this clip. This is the in. Uh, let's, let's, let's just get this out of the way. Okay. Okay. There he goes. That's hey, a habanero pepper. Did you watch these? Oh, uh, no. Yes. Oh, come on, man. Oh, wait. Did I watch that? Yeah, I watched that. I thought you were talking about something else. What else would you be watching? No, I don't remember. But, yeah, I watched everything. I, Oh my oh. god, the whole thing. <laughs> Down the hatch. Wow. So if I start sweating, that means it's good. Pepper might have been decent. You're starting to see the beat now. <laughs> we need to get the paper towel. And damn, that is a good pepper. <laughs> That's the H-E-B. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. All right, he's wiping his face because he's literally soaked. And then we got Pop Papaluzio. Pop Papaluzio. Who are we talking about? Pop Papaluzio, that is such a classic, classic moment. Oh wow, they've got props. We've got props. All right. I don't know why they have the two weakest guys in here moving this whiteboard, but. Can see us see that? That's okay. Are we blocking my camera? You can barely see me. Okay. Uh oh. Well, this is names with Sion. Sion, do you remember the first time they ever did this? They said it was going to be a new segment called Names with Sion. We and started then, so many oh, segments. Right. <laughs> they never did it ever again. Until now. Um. Until now. I know. So, uh, Ben. We we had some complaints. You know, people got upset. I'll be Vanna White. Vanna White. Yeah. Let's uh, go. Can uh, we point out? Iowa State. 
course, I'm going to know all those guys' names. Okay, well, that's exactly why we picked Iowa State, guys, to see if you would know their names or not. Let's go with the one up top. Oh, Tyson Terrakina. That's easy, oh, you know. He's been it. around for He's called him Tyson ding, before. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you have, we have uh, called him Tyson before. Number two. Uh, Anthony H. Media. <laughs> okay. Close enough. Close, Close enough. enough. Close enough. Tougher. Number three, not an Iowa State wrestler. The, the pen, the pen, thirty-three pounder, Michael Kalogio. <laughs> Honestly, that's not bad either. Wait, what's your final answer? Kalogio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's wrong. That's an F. Okay. Michael Kalogio. Yep. What? What about next? Uh, Quake Casey Swiderski. Okay. All right. I've heard Swadowski out of you before, so this is good. Uh oh. See, I knew this one because I had to do it at uh, Cliff Keen because I commentated that match. It's Isaac Olenek. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Oh. Ben doesn't even get that one right. Wow. Okay. See, I didn't want to screw it up when I was commentating at uh, Cliff Keen. He's a pro. That, that is a pro move. Younger Bastida. Oh wow! Whoa. Put the flare I, on I had money that you would say Batista, but <laughs> okay. Can we get the camera down a little a bit? Yeah, no, probably. <laughs> Maybe okay. Travis Master Giovanni. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Sion is killing it. Okay. See, see. We had a late addition. I'm not even gonna say. Yeah, that. you don't need to say. It. I didn't write. I don't know who added David Carr, David Carr while <laughs> while the whiteboard <laughs> was in the hallway. Make sure you got one win. <laughs> All right. This is. Uh, Rutgers heavyweight. Uh-oh. His last name. Slavaskos. <laughs> Slavaskos. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm glad we I, added I that one at the end. Okay, perfect. Let's, I'll get this whiteboard out of here. Yeah. Slavaskos. Sion, you did, you did awesome. You hey, where are you right now? I'm at the Georgia State Championship, you know, making sure things. I'm here until tonight, then I fly out to the Phoenix State Championship, the Arizona State Championship. Phoenix is not a state, but uh, so I fly out to that after tonight to be there for the next two days. So, you know, on the road working. Well, we appreciate all your hard work. But... PP, you used to do that in the old days, but now you just sit in the office. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I do. I look at, hey, look how pretentious he looks in this chair, Sion. Here we go. Look at him. Yeah, all fancy. Like I said, I, I look at the chair. CP's got the new studio. He just likes to sit there. He, you know, he used to be a working man, but now he's just an office man. All right. <laughs> so white collar. I'm so white collar. Uh, Wait, no, I, I travel. Wanna, I want to. Actually, sorry. You guys keep talking. I need to. Uh oh. <laughs> See, <Sorry for> interrupting. <laughs> I'm on the road plenty. That's not true. It's untrue. But that's I'm fine. on the road plenty. Yeah, you are. <laughs> JB's on the road plenty. Here's I right. think Ben's on the road more than you are now, CP. Well, <laughs> yeah, in Australia. CP. This guy was in Australia for two weeks. Give me a break. That was a good trip. You should go, Sion. It's nice down there. You would like Australia, Sion. So, this is what I so want to know, say. Sorry, I forgot. I, I, a, oh, Go ahead. You know, CP said why they have me on the show. I think, you know, for... I think uh, they had to blackmail him to have me on. They're like, you know, he was trying to leave me off the 1,000 episode, and then uh, I think he got outvoted by the rest of the guys in the studio, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only reason. So, okay, we, 
we could pull you in on a 15 minute spot. That's well, right. Sian, you do have a lot of the a lot of the highlights of FRL. A lot of the times when the guys are laughing the hardest are episodes that you were on. Oh yeah. Um, so we actually do have a. They have a piece of paper next to them. Uh, wow. I don't know if you can see. I know which one I want. This is a Sion menu. I, I actually am. I'm getting ready to play clip number 18. Uh, it's a fun game. Uh, you. It's a clip where you you feel like you've entered the twilight zone, and I want to see if the guys can guess what the context of this clip is. So if we can play clip number 18. I, I remember exactly what that one is. <laughs> He's not in a good place right now. I'm As just you can tell, tell you right by now. his attire, he's having an internal struggle. He's conflicted. Uh, he has an Iowa State jacket on, but a Penn State shirt. He's a little heated. He's nervous. He didn't sleep last night. Sion, could you elaborate on what's going on right now? Hold on. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Sion? It's the Twilight Zone? Yup, man. Felt like I woke up in the freaking twilight zone this morning. Ah, here's a good analogy. You give a kid one piece of candy, it's all right. You give him two pieces of candy, eh, it's all right. Now you give him four pieces and he's bouncing off the wall like the freaking Tasmanian devil. That is a horrible, yeah. Uh, that is a horrible metaphor. You're in high school and you have this one bully that picks on you all through the all through high school, and then uh, your little sister comes home and says, "This is the guy she's gonna marry." Uh, <laughs> you be like, oh, hell no. Not, that's actually not bad. That's that not bad. <laughs> So, Sion, before you explain what the context of that clip was, I want to see if uh, if Ben can can guess because he wasn't there. I have no idea, <laughs> none whatsoever. What about you, JD? I uh, I don't know either. Did Kale beat Iowa State? No. Did Penn State whoop up on Iowa State? It's, oh, maybe Andrew Long. No, no, no. It's when they. It's when uh, Iowa State hired four Hawkeyes to coach them. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Sion, have you have you made your peace with that decision since since then? Uh you know, they all turned out. You know, I've made my peace with it. You know, it's still hard, but I've made my peace. You know, uh, dressers turned out to be. Uh, you know, it's quite the salesman. So, you know, he, he's he's selling you on everything he does. Um, Metcalf and uh, Saint John, they they actually turned out to be pretty decent guys. You know, at first the Hawkeye thing, I I just didn't like them. Because they were hot guys, but you know, kind of, they grow on you. That's yep. That's growth, Sion. That's why we're we're so proud of you. So, do we get to just call numbers oh, on this list? I know. Because oh, there's if, so if many I want to see. It's if so If you want to call one out, uh, they might not have it ready immediately. But all right, twenty one. Twenty one. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Cause oh, that's oh yeah. Oh, welcome oh. to episode two hundred and eighty with the host CP. Piles, Christian Piles, and the one and only, the Jamaican sensation, making a triumphant return to the show after a long hiatus, Sion Williams. Oh, baby. That was money. Actually, I liked, so we practiced that a couple times. My favorite was when he accidentally called me C.P. Schlater. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I don't know. I was watching some podcast the other day, and I heard the name up to my C.P. Head. came up. Entertainment Tonight or some uh, podcast, I believe. Entertainment Tonight. It was probably Entertainment Tonight. Or something like that. You're thinking of Mario Lopez. He was C.P. Slater. That was A.C. Slater. (laughs) 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 He thought, hold on. He thought I was Mario Lopez. So yeah, he called just, me, I, I just screwed up the name. He Common thought mistake. I was AC Slater, so he called me CP Slater. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's a compliment. Oh, That's incredible. I'll take it. I didn't know that was mixed up. So Sion, uh, even, he said, I saw entertainment tonight. <laughs> even, after your sh- even after you hang up, I gave them this Sion menu. So anytime the show gets slow today, 
Anytime yeah. we want to spice the show up a little, see on, we'll pull up a clip from one of your past shows. Well, you know, you, you see, you may see that nice, uh, you know, neon green flow shirt I had. They just don't make gear like that, <laughs> we, you know. Yeah, they don't make those. That's why we need that's <laughs> number why, oh, thirteen. Number 13. thirteen. Since you bring that up, that's, let's bring up that's thirteen. Style. That's style, man. The wrong job. We should be going to design it. You're this. wearing a bootleg Sion. flow shirt. I was about to say, hey, and it's designed by Sion Williams. Listen, you know, like nice color it, here. It's awful. Nice. That is, that is, I like my bright colors. All right. That is so off. I like my bright colors. That's the right color logo. The shirts, Justin. It is bright color. Right person, not the right color. The right color is, there ain't nothing wrong with the logo. You look like a flagman hey. uh, working on I-35 with that hey, shirt. It's what do you know bright, about Jamaicans, man. man? We like bright colors. Why are you making it about your nationality? Because we like bright colors. Yeah, it's playing the So Jamaican you're attacking card. all Jamaicans the Jamaican right now. Card. That you're attacking you a all right. Jamaicans right now. <laughs> all Jamaicans? <laughs> if we oh surveyed all Jamaicans, I think they'd agree that that's a janky-looking shirt. Yeah. Have you looked? <laughs> they have a fashion let's, sense. Let's part of a <laughs> they jumped in. Yeah, if Spay's dunking on you, it's, it's bad. It's bad, so Yeah, do you still have that shirt? You damn right I do. I wear it all the time. <laughs> you need to start wearing your bootleg stuff back in the office. I still do. He still does. <laughs> it ain't bootleg. Sion, you know, when Sion make it, it's authentic, <laughs> genuine. <laughs> All right. Well, Sion, we could obviously spend the rest of the show with you as you've done so many times before, but we do have another guest here we have to make room for, uh, Chael P. Sonnen. Oh, no. Coming on. Oh, Oh, Sion, thank you so much for joining us. All right, man. I'm going to get back to the working world. CP, try that sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. (sighs) All right. Thank you. I don't know if if Chael is here right now. This oh, is, is he here? I think he's here. Um, I think you would know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, oh no! Oh, here we go. We, we see him. The, what's up, buddy? It's <laughs> Chael. I can't hear him yet. There he is. You're going right, it's Chael. <laughs> oh, chapstick. Yeah. Oh, all right. I think that's the same sweater. Chapstick. That looks like the same sweater you were wearing when you told America about uh, Jay Z and Rihanna. <laughs> That was incredible. What did I do? <laughs> you explained uh, that Jay-Z is not just a mogul, but he he was a singer before, and he had a great song. Do you remember that? Oh, he sang a song. He says, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> and he's referring, he says he's referring that in real life, he was pulled over in a traffic stop, and they had like a, a dog that sniffed out drugs and came to his car. Supposedly, that's what the song's about. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Supposedly. Well, there you go. <laughs> Well, Chael, I'm so excited to have you on episode 1000. This is this is incredible. I'm sure Tyler has some some antics planned, but thank you for coming on. Well, I want to know why uh, how you I'm feel about. I'm happy to see you guys. Yeah, I wonder how you feel about uh, University of Iowa. They're still keeping AJ Ferrari out, and they're letting Zach Glazier start, even though he lost that he he lost that match. Team unattached. Yeah. So. First off, thank you for getting dressed up for me, Ben. I really do appreciate that. And (laughs) Hey, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I mean, first off, you know, the the match that could have been AJ Ferrari uh, versus Brooks, you know, we're not going to get it. I think that that's really disappointing. And I also think in light of the 3-1 match that, that Brooks just had, with the Iowa kid that maybe we realize that Ferrari didn't look so bad in that tournament after all. Mm, I I know people don't like to do uh, wrestling math at common opponents, but I think it's a great place to start. And Ben, to your point specifically, if I heard it right, 
And, and just so that you understand, uh, Ferrari is not a student at Iowa. And that was, that was a really big deal that he not enroll because if things didn't work out and he wanted to go somewhere else, now this would be a second time transfer. Yeah. Um, it says so a big deal that he went online and, and, you know, decommissioned himself ahead of time. I'm sure maybe you knew that. I just wanted to clarify that for the, for the listener. Good clarification there. Thank you. Well, Chael, do you remember, uh, the, the rudest Christian ever was to you on this show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, do you remember the specific instance, or are you just referring to every single interaction you've ever had with him? Well, no, he's been rude to me a few times, but it, it always has the same genesis. It, it has a genesis, which is quite simply a kid from Texas wearing a Texas singlet with a head full of red hair lost in the junior world team trials to an NCAA champion named Gay Dean. That kid who lost is named Bo Nickel, and Christian ranked him number 20. He ranked him number 20 because he didn't know about the match. He did not know that Nickel had a 2-1 match with the defending champion. He claims he did, but he didn't. It's not a big deal, but that's what the argument's so about. Let's, let's play clip 28. That is, that is the first time you guys beefed about, about this specific topic. Can I tell you something on Bo Nickel? When Bo Nickel entered the NCAA as a freshman... They ranked him number 20. I was so mad. I am still mad about that. Well, this could uh, add a little more animosity to this, about, this call. No, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, Kyle. You're the one that ranked him number 20. I know. Two. I said they ranked him 20. You're the one that ranked him 20. You're not going to come out now with some level of an apology? Explain How do you yourself. How a guy that beat Mark Hall and went 3-2 to two in the World Trial Finals with the current NCAA champion as a senior in high school? You're going to put him at 20? College rankings, you only rank it based on college, folk style, results. So all your examples, I throw them out. Okay? <laughs> with no that rule. in mind. You're There's the rule. making the rules. Why yes! you make a rule That's like the best that? part. That's the best part. Because if you open up the freestyle and high school stuff, it's it's Pandora's box, and it's impossible to do. It's impossible to do. It's impossible to do. You're impossible. Right. What do you mean it's impossible to do? Let me give you a scenario. Aaron Pico enters college next year. Zero collegiate matches. What are you going to rank him? 20. Aaron Pico's number 20. No. Unranked. Unranked. <laughs> what? So Christian, oh, you have to defend you have to defend yourself yeah, right Chael, now. Chael, you're looking pretty right in hindsight. I mean that Bo Nickel guy, he ended up being pretty good. Listen. He ended up being pretty tough. And you know what? But to my point, I mean if you rank him twenty, then you admit that he can get a ranking. He got a ranking somehow. It, the issue is that he was ranked a little bit too low. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Nickel was something special. I love the Pico reference that I brought up there because even as I was playing that through in my head, and by the way, fellas, that video where I was was in the Mohegan Sun, and we were locked down. <laughs> Bellator oh was one of the first sporting events back, and it was a huge deal that while we were in the bubble, we didn't interact with anybody. I had a, a guy at my door, like a security guy at my door to make sure that we never left. So I appreciated that interview. It was the only company that I had. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you coming on. I feel like I don't want to increase the animosity. No, here. let's do it. Hey, here's, here's what happened. All hey, right. Hell, <laughs> still do that. Why don't you guys rank Mitchell Messerink to start the year? Who would he? Because he had two What'd you college. Rank him? What number? No, unranked. Ranked. Unrankable. Can you believe these guys? World champion. World champion. Unranked. A world champion doesn't get a ranking. I feel nothing. Listen, one, <laughs> Bo, Ni Rudy is? Bo Nickel, Bo Nickel, we're going to go there. And he don't want to bring it up. He lost to Andy McCulley. What do you know about Andy McCulley, Chael? Yeah.
Nothing. And he was a very good wrestler. He wasn't completely consistent, but he was tough. He was tough. He was tough. So all your stuff, uh, it's actually my exhibit A for why you don't. Because let's, let's just take the context. He says, well, he beat Mark Hall. He was close with Gabe Dean. But when he was in and wrestling as a true freshman, we saw kind of where he actually was, which was behind Andy McCulley. He only had a couple wins. And, of course, it was for Bo to prove then. And then he wins the scuffle the next year. He beats Real Buto. He beat Crutchmer. Uh, he outplaced Ethan Ramos. And next thing you know, he's number one in America. Cause you really did your homework on this. You're pulling no, out I, names. No, I knew this. I, re- I remember it vividly. Christian knew that I was going to pull that clip up, so he he did a lot of Googling. No, I didn't. I remember Andy <laughs> McCauley. I remember very. Well, I remember vividly. Well, it doesn't matter because I have evidence of you boldfaced lying to Chael's face. Like that. that oh, I won't apologize that, for that. Maybe that maybe was a a subjective matter. This is not subjective. If we can play clip twenty five. I love Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake gets in a body lock. He's taking on Reese Humphrey in the NCAA finals. He's a freshman. Somehow he stood back up. I have no idea how this happened. This was magical. In the NCAA finals with Reese Humphrey on top of him. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Are you half asleep over there, Pyle? I feel like I'm carrying the show. <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here first. I well, feel like you're... Okay, chill. That happened to Montel Marion. Like I'm trying to be kind to you because you're a co-host. And I'm not trying to correct you in front of everyone. I'm going to show you that move. When he got body locked, he ended up on his back, and he came out on top. One of us is wrong here. Chikari, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Kyle Recky, who is wrong? Chael, Chael, Christian is right, and Chael is wrong here. Wow, you guys are sitting butt over there trying wrecking. to rewrite history. I'm telling you what happened. This is what I have. So, uh, so Chael, you guys, you guys lied to Chael's face. You said that... Kyle Dake was body locked by Montel Marion and not Reese Humphrey. And you said that it was in the NCAA semis and not the finals. Can we play clip 26, please? Whoa. This is evidence of Reese Humphrey body locking Kyle Dake to his back. Kyle Dake standing up. That was so impressive. Look at that. Look and at that. And NCAA finals, right? NCAA there. finals, oh right God. there in Comic Sans. I don't that know, almost defies Christian. physics. That move is amazing that he did that. I, I could watch that all day. I don't know how he did that. That is incredible. That is insane. Man, Christian, I, I believe you owe Chael an apology right now. Yeah, it clearly was the NCAA Finals. Well, if see, I never know if we're doing a bit or if we're going to Well, no, you said thing. it was Montel Marion. Well, okay. You well, said it was Montel Marion. Yeah, we looked up Montel the match. Marion. Well, he said NCAA Finals, which is who he wrestled and in. And you, you see so it in Comic Sans at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I know. I forgot. Labeled. I forgot. I forgot. It is an incredible move that oh. I, di- I did forget about. On past shows, Christian has always refused to apologize to you, Chael. And yeah. I think, I think <laughs> we should just... Where's that damn taser? I think we... No! No! I'm not getting tased. <laughs> do not tase me. I You're going to apologize to him. Chael, we do have a taser if we want to chase Christian for you. All right, listen, I'll apologize. I appreciate I'll that. I'll apologize. I can't call it a lie, though. I got to defend Pyle. I can't say that he lied. Like, you got the right to be wrong. He, I don't think he meant to mislead me. I think he thought it was Montel. By the way, whatever happened to Montel? Did he stick around? Is he coaching somewhere? No Where idea. is Montel Mary? I have not heard recently on Montel. Um, I wish I had an update All on, right. on Montel Marion. But, yeah, I was wrong. I'm and sorry. And, by the way, Ben... Ben, you had mentioned Ferrari a minute ago. I'm yeah. assuming that Ferrari is immersed uh, in the freestyle workouts that they do at Iowa. And I'm just wondering, first off, if I'm right, but also, like, uh, take the bull, Alex Marinelli, uh, take Nelson Brands, 
who has a eligibility issue. Are those guys all getting together? I mean, are they all pursuing and trying to make the final wrestle off for the trials? Uh, I know Alex Marinelli is he qualified for the trials, but I don't know about the rest of them. Nelson so, isn't. Anthony uh, Tony Cassiope is qualified. I don't know Warner. Um, Did he not? He took six. I think Warner just missed. Just missed. He's got to go to last chance. So I assume they are. I don't know if AJ is training for trials or not. I know this year would be considered his Olympic redshirt, but I don't know if he's qualified for trials. I don't think he is. I think he's qualified for the for the redshirt, so he would have to go to last chance. So, yes. So I don't well, know. Well, it, it, it is actually. It is actually debated. I, I read that rule, and it was hard. Like, just by example, I don't think they meant to uh, include him. But the rule does say if you have an age group medal that you get in. And generally, they would say if you have an age group medal from the previous year or even if you had an age group medal from the previous quad. But it's not written that way. So let me just give you an example. It is very clear what, the way the rules are written that Rulon Gardner is not in. And I bring him up Olympic champion, like a past medal's too far back. But it's not extremely clear that an age group world medal doesn't allow you in, like, perpetuity. Right. I, I believe that when they wrote it, they made a grammatical error. And I know that A.J. Ferrari believes, based on the way it's written, and I've seen it with my own eyes, that he is, in fact, qualified for the trials. I mean, I'll just throw that at you now in case that ever gets revisited later. Yeah, interesting. Because I know uh, Keegan is qualified because of winning U23s, right? Yeah, and Mitchell. And Mitchell for winning juniors. So... Yeah, there's something there, but what, the time period, is, I guess, is what is most important for AJ's perspective. Yes, and but that's the part uh, that's lacking. And by the way, uh, Keegan, mess and break. I mean, I know Ben has some kind of an insight on this, but <laughs> has anybody got him to talk? And nobody. And if I can just ask another one, Pyle. Take Starochi. Like, I don't know what Starochi's going to do at the Olympic trials, <laughs> but I do know one thing he's not going to do. I know one thing he's not going to do. He's not going to go 0-2. Well, he's not so going to make 74. So the question becomes, who is he going to knock off? And by the way, at what weight? Is he looking to get at 74, or is he looking to move to Taylor's weight? Do you know? He has maintained throughout time that he can make 74 kilograms. I don't understand how he's going to be able to do that. I feel like he's too big. I think there's no way. But he is a different cat, so maybe he can do it. Who he beats, I don't know. I mean, could he beat... I mean, how would he versus Mitchell, he versus Keegan? Those are like the matches I, I want it. I mean, maybe it's just because they're in college, but David Carr's in there. Honestly, other other than Jordan and Dake, it's really a college-heavy thing, plus Nolf. Plus Nolf, yeah. No, and Nolf's been very impressive lately. Extremely impressive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I he has beaten Jason Nolf, uh, Chael. I don't know if you remember that, but he beat him at the 2021 trials. So, you know, it would stand to reason he, he could do that again. He's gotten better. Jason's gotten better. But, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see if he can make the weight because he's obviously formidable. But it seems I did not know that. I, yeah. I, I watched Nolf have a match. It, it was with Kyle Dake. He got he got bombed and turned fast. Um, but then he came through the backside and Starochi was waiting for him. I did not know that. Are you no. sure on that detail? So it was 2021 World Team Trials in uh, Nebraska. Ah. So remember, they had the two really sure. close together. Okay. And so Jason went 79, as did... Um, Carter. Carter. And so, Carter's never made 74, ever. I mean, yeah. No. Well, maybe in his youth or something. Sure. Not in uh, He's wrestled in his college. He's re I mean, his last couple of years of high school, he was over 165. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be. And my larger question, though, has he stated anywhere what weight he plans to go? 74. Does he, has he stated he plans to go yes. to 74? I can make 74, and I'm going 74. Two different conversations. He, is, he said, I'm going 
74 kilograms. My plan is to make it. I can. He believes he can do it. So, All right. He hasn't deviated from that. But, uh, you know, he's also, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a huge challenge. I think he looks enormous. And yes, you, you talk to people around the room, or, you know, not Penn State, but just like just around. They're like, nah, I, don't, I don't know about that. But, yeah, as far as Ben goes, he, he's like, oh, we got we to gotta get, you know, Penn State, and we got to find out what they're doing there. And then Mitchell goes there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't talk to him. He said one time he goes, he goes, Mitchell, Mitchell, who? Mitchell it acts like he doesn't know <laughs> who I'm talking about. So I don't, do you have any uh, strategy for getting through to people that are being, um, I don't know, evasive and perhaps dishonest? <laughs> well, I, I very much would respect their coach staying out of it. I, but I do think that it's, it would be really good insight. You know, maybe those guys didn't touch each other a whole bunch, or maybe they had some matches that we don't know about back in age group wrestling when they were nine years old. I mean, just not for nothing. Like, that's kind of what I was hoping to drag out of Ben. I definitely have to respect uh, his standing on it. But do all of these guys, I mean, this is like murderer's road. Do they all per, uh, plan to go to the trials? Because we see that very often where the top guy doesn't show up. And I can just use RBY. But RBY was qualified for the trials in 21. It would have put him at 145 and a half. He was in the room every day with Zane, said he knew where he stood, and he didn't enter. And I'm just bringing that to you. Like, are these guys hungry? Is this what these guys want to do? Or are they sidestepping and saying, hey, it's not my time yet? Mitchell and Keegan are definitely going. I think a lot of those guys are. They all went to yeah. senior nationals yeah. in the middle of the college season to qualify. I think they are, too. I, I think they're – are there other – I mean, other than Keegan and Mitchell, are there other guys you're, you're thinking about, Chael? Well, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm just, I'm just curious as a whole. Like, Starochi, I'm very interested in. I like his attitude. He doesn't fit – uh, the mold of a of a boring interview uh, like so many guys do. And I know he also looks at MMA, and I think that's one of the reasons he, he does interviews and talks the way he does. But he's hooked me. I, I'm on board, and I'm very interested in him. And I would just be curious what weight he's going to go. I mean, those guys are in a unique opportunity. If you want to know right where you stand in terms of likelihood to make a team, and you get to be in that room every day, you can know in your own heart, can I make it at 86? Can I make it at 74? Can I make it in neither? I mean, RBY was one of the ones that came out and said that. I train with Zane all the time. I know where I stand. I'm not going to the tournament. Like, for most guys, that would bother us. But it makes a level of sense when you're mm -hmm. in an atmosphere like that. And I was just wondering if anybody was doing any talking. I, I, they've got me very curious, man. I've never seen a time when we have so many young guys that are this good. And by the way, if I'm jumping around, who's this backup 33-pounder that just went 4-1 to one with uh, Bo Bartlett? What was that all about? Oh, the well, that's more. I, in my opinion, that's more about Bo Bartlett, just not really not attacking. I mean, he has a lot of close matches, as Ben will bring up every chance he gets. <laughs> but um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't think it's. I think it's more about um, Bo than the the Rutgers guy, Hermes. Yeah, I would imagine. Hey, right. Mid Mitchell. So, what do you do with a guy like Hermes, though? I mean, if if you're the coach, what do you do with him? Do you give him a wrestle off? Do you move him to forty one? Do you just assign him the spot, like? What happens now? I don't probably do a wrestle great, off. Yeah. I mean, you look at his results, they're not they're not other than a close Bo Bartlett loss, it's there's not a ton that would say, Hey, this is a guy that's gonna be a, a difference maker. Um so I don't know. I mean I I don't know what they're planning there yeah. for, for Hermes. Are you headed to NCAA's chill or just the Olympic trials? No, I'm going. I well, I'm not at the Olympic trials yet. I'd like to be there, but I'm I'm definitely going to the NCAAs. I made my NCAA reservation uh, the day I got home from last year's NCAAs. Nice. So, yeah, man, I'm counting down the minutes. I, I, I can't wait. All right. What weight class are you most excited for? 
65 right now has my attention. I just, yeah. 65 is just so incredibly loaded and really difficult to predict. Like it's, I think you'd sound foolish if you didn't go with Keegan, but I think you'd also sound foolish if you acted as though there's not guys in there that have resumes that look a lot like Keegan's. Uh, 133 is interesting to me. We have the, a world champion and a world silver medalist in the same bracket in college. That is so incredibly rare. Oh, and by the way, they might end up on the same side of the bracket. I think that's a mess. And then I don't know what those guys' bodies look like. Like, you got to feed yourself and be ready for the NCAAs. But just a few weeks later, they got to, you know, be able to to go down all those kilograms. It's it's tough, man. Yeah. It's a really tough thing to know who's who's going to go where and where is your focus. Is it fully on the NCAAs or is it partly on freestyle? And it's, it's hard to do. We saw Kyle Schneider do it successfully. Two different weight classes and two different styles. But I can't really think of anybody else, man. It's a very daunting task. It is. Especially because it's so close. That's one where I, you know, I brought up that I thought those guys should do an Olympic red shirt because they're wrestling less than a month after NCAAs at the Olympic trials and at a different weight class. And it just, that's like, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. We've seen guys sure. make, make, and Ben, by the way, when you, when you talk to like Jaden Cox, was there ever a thought? I know time's ticking down, but was there ever a thought of considering going, uh, you know, to to eighty six as opposed to cause, you know he's got to bulk up. Yeah. From the way I understand it, he doesn't even uh, quite at ninety seven. He's a little bit small. Was there ever any, any thought of trimming down and going the other way and go back for that rematch yeah. with Taylor? They were very quiet on it uh, when I was asking initially, and it seemed I, I thought I guess my thought was he was going to go down, but then obviously he he didn't and he went up, and now uh, I don't really communicate with him too much anymore. So I have to imagine he's going up because he hasn't wrestled down in forever now. Eight years, eighteen, I think. Yeah, Two thousand eighteen. He's wrestled. He's wrestled at ninety two. Every trials though, without fail. Every trials without fail. There's always some young guy that comes through in one of the styles, but some young guy that nobody considered it's comes true. through and makes waves. And another thing that happens every trials without fail is somebody gets on the scale at a weight that they were able to keep a secret. Nobody knew they were coming into that weight till the day they get on the scales. Do you have any predictions for who that's going to be this year? Oh, man. Carter Staraki at. 74 would shock me. Even though it's the one he said he's done. He said, I look at him and I think there's no way that dude's making 74. Because you made 70, 74 kilos as a 174 so, pound. But I was day before also. Day before versus day of is that's a different story right there. Huge difference. It's, it's gonna be, yeah. I was surprised Burroughs is going down again because he, you know, he had been up at 79 and he'd wrestled up at 86 a couple times. And I was really surprised he was going down. Um, but maybe it's going well. And he has wrestled 74 plus two kilograms a few times now. Yeah, I think one time. Oh, that was well, twice. Well, he was supposed to, and then he didn't. Okay. I, think I'm, I think I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, yeah sure. I don't. I, if I had to guess, maybe a 57 that just, like, can't make it. But How about I, Zane? Zane Rutherford at 65 would surprise me because he said he's going up. Has he? I thought he did. No, I think it was just sort of rumored after Worlds, like, he's going up. But I think he's still planning to go down. So Zane, Zane Rutherford is a great candidate, I think. That would be. Because um, he's he hasn't said, hey, sure. I'm going to this. Gigantic. He's so freaking big at, at seven at seven. Well, how about Nikki? How about Nikki Freestyle? Nikki Freestyle. I know I know he's uh, going in between sixty one kilograms for the Pan Americans. He's working his way down to fifty seven, but he's always a wild card, man. It's always hard to know card. what he's up to. I think he's I mean, if if he's got you know, wise counsel in his ear. They're going to get him down to 57. He's yeah. not going to be effective at 65. No way. No way. He's not He's not big enough to be that effective. Um, I think he's still a 57. 
kilograms. I think it's going to be tough for him. I think obviously best case, best version, it's probably 61 for Nick. That bracket's actually the most fun for me because I feel like it's the most wide open. I feel like all the other ones you have like a one or two guys who are, it's probably going to be these guys. 57, like if Spencer made it, you wouldn't be all that amazed. You got Zane Richards, Thomas Gilman, you wouldn't be all that. Arugia, yeah, yeah, Dayton, like you wouldn't be that surprised on any of those guys. Not at all. Yeah, I, not not in the least bit. I I think it's, it is as wide open as you state, and I think more than anything, not to rehash this, but like I think 57 is not a great first Olympic weight class for, for these yeah. guys. I, think I, would, I saw you tweet off. about that this morning. I, I mean, it makes no sense. Chill, tell, tell these guys about how back in the day, your fusion. Day before. Day. No, but they had, I, they had a 105 men's weight class. One, we're up 20 yeah. pounds from that. Yeah. I don't feel like it's that small. They have 125 no. in mixed martial arts. I'm, I'm just looking at, look at the data. Look at the entries. Look at the participants. Look at human humanity. Look at the data. Things have things data. have changed. You people, have the data. People, are, I have them. I have the numbers. <laughs> at some point, I'll release them. No, I think, I think, I think they're too small. Yeah, well, we had two weight classes. We we had two weight classes before you got into the 20s. We had 105 and a half, and we had 14 and a half. Yeah, for 14 real. and a half by example. That's where Zeke Jones won his world championship. Uh, that's where Zeke Jones got his Olympic silver medalist. Yeah, that was a very contested weight. It was a ton of fun. And um, and by the way, is there a history that you know off the top of your head between Vito and Spencer Lee? I'm sure they've met up somewhere, and I, I can't I can't pull it yeah. out off the top of my brain. What they was rest- those guys' history? They, they wrestled at 2019 Senior Nationals, and uh, oh, Spen- yeah. Spencer won pretty, pretty handily. He did not tech him, but it was a lopsided match for sure. And beyond that, I don't think they've, they've hit. They were maybe in the same bracket one year, but they did not wrestle, as I recall. So, not right. a ton, not what a is this a wrestling who, show? Who is we're the odds so on favorite at fifty-seven? <laughs> what, what was your question? No betting favorite at fifty-seven. Gilman. Yeah, I don't know. No, Gilman just got beat twice in a row by Zane. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of guys. I think, I think, I think if you gave everybody ben, even odds, what'd you say? N- well, he looked a little tired when he lost that series uh, yeah. to Zane. I think more more importantly is Gilman looked like he was ready to be done. I've never seen Gilman look fatigued before, and then I hear I hear that that weight cut is a real bear for him. So now when we're talking about multiple weigh ins, day of, I think that has to be considered. Yeah. Uh, Gilman is is certainly a hammer, but you know I think that Fix is going to be very drained. I think Vito's going to be very drained. Nick's going to be very drained. It's one of these. All of them. Really tough positions. Except Spencer. Spencer's not that big. maybe maybe the weight alone. I mean, listen to what the conversation we're have, yeah. having. All these top contenders were like, yeah, that how well are they going to wrestle because they're going to be so depleted from this weight cut. Yeah, and we're going to probably a lot of people are going to pick Spencer just on the fact that one, he's he's excellent, but two, we feel like he's going to be really functional off the scale, and that matters a ton. Didn't he have a bad weight cut at senior nationals? I don't know what happened there. Wait, what? Well, when he at U.S. Open or yeah, sorry, U.S. Open when he forfeited out. Yeah. Oh. In, in April. That's what that was about. I I don't think that was weight oh. cut related. Okay. Breaking news. Well, uh, Chill, I I should have a question for you. Do you know Do you know what the fir- your first appearance on FRL was? We're at a thousand episodes. Oh. What do you think your first episode was? I don't know, but I know I know it was too lo- uh, way too long until I got invited. I had to send a, a a tweet to Pyle to introduce myself to to like get a foot in the door over here. I mean, I got to tell you, the guest list is pretty steep, but I can't remember the the first conversation. Well, no, that it was episode four, 
So Whoa. That, <laughs> you were on episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really did make him wait. <laughs> so I just wanted to know how how a legend like like you gets connected to to a guy like this over here. Like how did that how did that happen the first time? Okay, it it was through Twitter. Pyle was going around and he was starting some rumor about the best high school wrestler and oh, uh, the best high school again. tournament. And he was doing this whole thing. And I was filling him in on Sean Hag from Georgia. Sean Hag, who had never lost a match, four time Triple Crown champion from Georgia, but he was a six time Fargo champion at a real weight class. He was 191 pounds. He doubled up as a sophomore, junior, and senior. In his freshman year, he didn't go. He went to the cadets. He doubled up at the cadets. He went to the junior worlds, which we contest heavily right now. Back then, it wasn't as it didn't mean quite as much in terms of the world of uh, of our community. But he won the gold medal there too. He never lost. Most successful high school wrestler ever, in my opinion. Yeah, this was so. This was my yeah. first conversation with Chael, and I remember him. It, he sort of was berating me about this article that I wrote. But come to find out, I was like. I was like, I, you know, I'm obviously all, I'm a little enamored, you know, it's like, oh, I'm talking to this guy. It's like 2013 or 14. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> He's like, I'm right here on, it's, a, it's on internet. And it's by, it was first, it was written before I even like had ever written one word about wrestling by someone, someone else wrote like a top wrestlers of all time. And he was yelling at me for the ranking in this that I didn't do right or have anything to do with. <laughs> so I'm having to like run interference. I'm like, I don't. And also, I can admit, I didn't know who Sean Haig was, which Ooh. honestly just fueled the fire that I didn't know what I was talking about. But it wasn't an article I wrote. So that was a, and then a, then an unbreakable bond was formed. Absolutely. Out, out of that conversation. I think, I think FRL fans' favorite part of Chael's appearances is when he berates Christian Pyle. So if you didn't Christian berate Pyle. him today over something, I think we'd all well, be well, that's disappointed. Actually, that's a great segue. Can we play clip 29 real quick? Oh, gosh. Chael changed Pyle, Christian's Pyle. name. By the way, Pyle. 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 Do you know anything about Pyle? Do you know anything about Pyle? I'm ready for you, Pyle. 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 Pile. <laughs> <laughs> so you changed Christian's name on the internet. Yeah. Uh, did you do that on purpose? Did you do that on accident? No, it was on accident. Like that's the first time. A guy's got an S at the back of his name. Piles. Piles. It's not like I'm the first person to drop the S. <laughs> it's a little weird that the S is there, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. He's just making the name more efficient. Have you ever thought about changing it, Christian? No. Boy. Not for the No way. I like Zeros. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's my dad's name. <laughs> so no, that's a great name. That's a great name, Piles. And I know names matter. I'll I'll include the S from now on. But you're to. getting me sidetracked. I I love to tell you about I love to tell you about Sean Hag because it does matter who you beat. It, it really does. But in one of the finals, I believe he had, I believe he had Brandon Slay. I would have to check that. I know in one of the years that he won Fargo, he had Lee Fullhart. I know that uh, I know we ran into Casey Strand uh, one time, who went on to be a multiple-time All-American. Sean was the real deal, and another great one when you talk about the greats that people forget is Eric Guerrero. And I'm talking about college, mm -hmm. but I want to just throw one stat at you because Guerrero was the same year as Kale Sanderson. If you ever talk about the greats and anybody that was the same time as Kale, no one's getting coverage. All the media is going to go to Kale, but Guerrero was a three-time champion, and he never redshirted. That's the part I wanted to share with you. 
So many people do not realize that. He went 5-1-1-1 with no red shirt. So I, I think by the numbers, he is the most likely of anybody to have matched Kale, to have been undefeated himself had he taken his time, but he didn't. He jumped right in. Fun fact, more NCAA titles than Big A titles, Eric Guerrero. That's it. Chael, how— Dwight Henson. During that time, was it just very— is it was it much more common just you always redshirt that first year was that like what all the elite guys were doing at that point just just what everybody did like there wasn't even a conversation at that time your first year when you come over you're redshirting it, it would be much more of a surprise if you weren't you you, you were to enter college assuming that you were redshirting and and there was plenty of guys that didn't you know the coaches would tell them hey we're gonna have a wrestle off and whoever Whoever wins here is who we're going to put in. But you would go in with just the automatic assumption without the conversation even happening. So, yes. Yes, to your point. By the way, you want to hear a Guerrero story? Yeah. Eric Guerrero, Team Oklahoma State, they go out to Fresno for a dual meet. I've wrestled uh, in Fresno three times, and I will tell you, nobody shows up. I mean, this it's, it's really small. There's a reason that program was dropped. It wasn't very heavily supported. I don't say that to put it down. I say that because for the 10 people that showed up that day, what a treat. Steven Abbas, unannounced, bumps up. He got on the scale, down a weight class at his weight class, but when it's time to get on the mat, he gets on the mat against Guerrero. So Guerrero has no idea he's going to have to go against Abbas until the moment. And it was just a great match. It ended up being kind of controlled by Guerrero. I think the final score was like 6-2. to two. But I bring that to you because it had no, no bearing on the outcome of the dual meet. It wasn't like a team player move. It was just for the betterment of wrestling. Here's a treat. We can bring the world. And I bring that to you because, I, I mean, I'm looking back. One guy calls out Starochi. Ever. One guy has called one guy out in all of wrestling, and it was a gentleman from Iowa that called out Starochi. But when the duel comes around, you can actually make the match. He's in street clothes. That is infuriating to me as a viewer. I agree fully. Yeah. That was tough. Tough look. I don't... uh yeah, I don't want to drag Gabe on on that anymore. It's not. It was not wise for him to open his mouth uh, in to begin with. I won't. I won't fault him not wrestling, but you know, the talk you talk. I think you got to You got to walk the walk. You got to be there. But maybe Starachi's back year five, and we get it eventually. Would that? Would if we had to wait another year for it, Chael, That could make up for it, right? Yeah, I mean, I would still like to see the match. We had this happen a couple of years ago. It was going to be, well, you know what? Uh, it was Jaden Cox and Kyle Snyder, mm -hmm. and they were supposed to meet up in a duel. And I can't remember which one of them didn't go to the mat, but we had to wait for that match. And we also saw that with Gable somewhere along the way. There, there was a match, mm -hmm. and I think it was against Paris. But it was supposed to happen in the dual meet, and they, they put somebody else out there. And you're kind of scratching. You're going, why, why are you doing that? Particularly if the guy's here. Right, if you're not going to put the match together that everybody wants to see, don't bring him. Yeah, don't put him on the sidelines in street clothes and tease everybody. It's a very frustrating uh, situation. Cornell, I mean, Cornell got in some trouble within our community. They did that a couple of different weight classes. And I was like, man, there's a way to do that. But if you're going to bitch out of the match, don't bring them. Yeah. Don't bring them and sit them there. If you're if you're sticking to the story of I don't feel good, stay home. You know, you can't have a kid that doesn't go to school, but but he shows up for the football game. It doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> I just think it's I think it's worth mentioning. I I, I have the, the foggiest idea why our community. You never want to do anything that isn't good for sport. You don't put any team or any individual. You do whatever's best for sport. But not very many guys follow that code. They talk it, but when it's time to do it, the guys on the sideline wearing street clothes. Yeah.
Not good. Not good. Not fun. Yeah, that the Cornell thing was crazy. Gabe not wrestling, that was tough. I feel like wrestling gives you that a and little. What about what about Starochi and O'Toole? Like as we look back, oh. as we Keegan's look back at the All-Star year, duel, Carter isn't that the match that we should have made? Hey, if Carter hey. sticks around next year, Keegan's going up. We we tried to make that happen for the All-Star really? and it uh it didn't happen. And I yeah. I can't believe it didn't happen, honestly. I'm disappointed. Because that was I didn't know that. I didn't lose. know you guys tried to make it. What was the glitch? The weight class, I assume? I think it was Keegan just wrestled at Worlds at the end of October, and then it would have been a quick turnaround. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully we get it next year. Next year. Do you think Carter's going to come back? Do you think the whole I'm not coming back for the fifth year is just... Would you uh, come back? Yeah, would you come back for your fifth year, Chael? It's a great question. I would definitely come back, but that's a different level of success. It's very hard to put yourself in Starochi's shoes. Like, who's ever been able to be in those? I couldn't imagine being in Gable's shoes. I could not imagine letting an NCAA title go or even letting an Olympic gold gold medal go. I'm right, right? You've got to have such a level of success to be able to think that way. So, yeah, man, I, I, they asked Dayton Fix the same question. And Fix said, I'm going to wrestle as long as they will let me. Nelson Brands had that exact same response. I like that. I think that's the... Mm. honest approach i think starochi just wants to be asked or begged or please come back and i don't blame him for that but i don't know how sincere i take him i also think um i think the the grander that he has about mma i don't think he really knows that the other side of mma it's it's a very cold and tough business you're not gonna get out there and be on pay-per-view and making millions of dollars right away like like the dream is i think you're better to stay build whatever brand you can whether it's through the the Big Ten Network, the NCAA, whatever you can do to get that extra rub, I think is smarter, particularly if you have professional dreams. He's done a lot, but if I was in his shoes, I'd wrestle. Thinking about that, um, what are your thoughts on on Bo Nickel, how he's doing, how he's training? I, I have my issue, I love MMA, um, you know, as far as other sports, I do like it a lot. But the one thing is, if someone bursts on the scene in wrestling, they can be the world champion, Olympic champion that year. Right. Tazudinov. Tazudinov. No one knows who this guy is. And then you're you're the best in the world in a matter of, of three days. Whereas MMA, you got to wait forever and a day to yeah. get a, a relevant match. I mean, Bo is still not being matched up against anyone that is seemingly in his universe. Uh, do you think that as a mistake that the industry makes, obviously it's a successful industry, but... I don't know. It just annoys me as a as I think a it's annoying fan. also. It takes, it takes too long. What are we waiting for? Yeah, no, in combat, and you know, boxing is guilty too, but we we never really know who the best is. I think that Floyd Mayweather, just by example, did enough successful things over enough tough guys over a period of time that we could give it to him. But, I mean, we really never know. There's no competitive architecture. Uh, there's a guy, Evander Holyfield, who's two years older than Mike Tyson. Very relevant that you know he's older because he told anybody that would listen, I can beat that guy. They're keeping me away from him. I've beaten him in sparring before. They're keeping me away from him. Evander couldn't make any money. They finally put him together. And it's relevant that you understand Evander's older, so you don't go, well, he's out of his prime. And Evander stopped him. And it was a case where you look back and go, wow, they told us all these years that Mike Tyson was the best. He was the world champion. It turns out there was never a day of his life that he was the best in the world. And I think that it's relevant. Like, I feel like that claim of world champion, it's got to mean something. And yes, in combat, it's very hard to know. It's very hard to know without a competitive architecture who can actually beat who. And I think it's a mistake that other sports make, by the way. Like, last weekend, we all put what we're doing on, on hold to watch the Super Bowl. It's this huge event. I don't know that it should be. I feel like you could have 20 of those huge events if you pass the title. 
How do you win the Super Bowl, go into another game of Super Bowl champion, lose that game, and keep the championship? It, it's a very bizarre concept. And I know it's accepted within that sport, but I like the way combat does it more, man. Whatever you've got, you put on the line anytime that you step out there. Yeah. That's a, I, have to, I do have to interrupt. Um, Kit, Chael, when, when I texted you first asking if you'd be on the show, um, I asked if you'd do a 20-minute spot. You scoffed at me. You said you, you needed gangster time. Um, so I doubled your time slot. You, this is 40 minutes. You're the longest guest we've hey. had on this episode. Wow. Uh, is that, does that make, are you happy with that? Is it not enough? And it's pretty good. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> Do we have the mystery, the mystery guest? Has the mystery guest been on yet? Or that's still to come. That's still Myst- to come. That's still to come. It'll be the last guest. All right. You care to guess no, who it'll I'll be? I'll go back and I can tell this is like a here's your hat, what's your hurry moment. Very good. I actually came here today not for controversy or to fight or even drop fun facts about Sean Hag and Eric Guerrero not taking a red shirt. <laughs> I came here to congratulate and to thank you guys. You provide entertainment. You provide knowledge. If it wasn't for you guys, our sport would be very different. Somebody has to talk about these matches. Somebody has to get this fire going. You guys took that. You ran with it. I can't wait till show 2000. Congrats and goodbye. Thanks so much, Chael. That means a lot. Genuinely. Appreciate that. Chael Sonnen. Amazing. Legend. And that that makes it bathroom break time for me. Pathetic. (laughs) I made it past halfway. You guys can suck it. I I could go, but I'll wait. Our next guest is here on a very big day. Oh, my gosh. Christian, you know what Uh, what today is? I, I know what today is because I follow Shane Sparks on Twitter. Today is the 39th anniversary of the debut of a movie that wrestling people love that I think is bad, but Shane loves it. It's changed his life. Vision <laughs> Quest. And so how fitting. Episode 1000, Shane, on the anniversary of Vision Quest, and you're on that show. This has got to be one of those times where you look in the mirror and say, man. <laughs> it, it definitely is, guys. First and foremost, congratulations to Flow Radio Live, a thousand episodes, pretty incredible run. And yes, Christian, you are right. 39 years ago today, Vision Quest released, impactful movie. To me, it still stands atop the mountain. And yes, pretty cool that on FRL episode 1000, Vision Quest. And as you guys know, with this show, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys doubling up on the time, three hours instead of an hour and a half. Yeah. It's not the 180 minutes of FRL 1000. It's what's said in those 180 minutes. Now that I can get on board with, Shane. Absolutely, 100%. On that, JD, looking good with the shirt. Thank uh, you. I saw some stuff on, on Flow Social before. I knew you wouldn't disappoint. I applaud you once again, leading, uh, leading the style here on FRL. You always do. As always. He always does. Can we play clip number 30? Uh, this, is, this is us talking. You guys did a, a show about Vision Quest, and this is this is a highlight of the episode. <laughs> this is not a very family-friendly episode because this movie is is just um, it's it's kind the of best. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's the best. <laughs> it's not the, the best. best. Please. The best. That was from JD. Did a, a highlight video of of the best moments of the last studio, um, and, and that was that was one of the better moments. <laughs> you gotta oh, get that's to good stuff, guys. You gotta get to Texas sometime, Shane. You needed you in the studio. Yeah, it's been a while. Studio looks great, but uh, yeah, been a while. Of course, here in Wisconsin, shovel this morning, and I want to say this. I do want to say ask this question to Ben. 
bathroom breaks? Pathetic. You can't go three hours without a bathroom break? He, that he is, that is earpiece in. He should still be able to hear you, right? Yeah, now. this is even the best. We can insult him. He can't. He finally can't say it. It is pathetic. How tough that guy is, but everyone's got a weakness, Shane. That sounds like something you would say. Everyone's got a vulnerability. Pathetic bladder. Horrible. Yeah, three hours. I mean, and guys, we're not, you're not even in three hours. I no, mean, you're no. in what? Uh, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes? I mean, this is bad. Well, I he mean, normally he normally can't last 90 minutes. Here he comes back. He <laughs> normally can't last. He'll, he'll, you know, we should, if we had any way to do this, we should dock his pay like the five minutes early. He leaves almost every I was, show. Uh, it's so pathetic. I was just saying to JD and Tyler how much fun it would be to sit. Shane, we would need two other competitors here. Yeah. And Shane, you have to drink uh, 16 ounces of water every 30 minutes and see who can last the longest without taking a pee. I'm going to be really tough to beat. I'm gonna <laughs> I be said really, if you want to get real really tough, tough, you got to alternate coffee and beers. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Beverages. <laughs> Tell me you guys don't want to see that. Oh, I want to see it. Yes. Yes. Guys, to give you one of the reasons why, I mean, on the broadcasting side, it's taken on a different level. But what happened was how this whole thing got started, and I would never do this again, by the way, when I was a freshman in high school – uh, the lowest weight class was 103 in Wisconsin. I believe that was the first year it had come up from 98 pounds. And I weighed uh, 80. And you had to weigh 88 was the minimum weight to wrestle 103. Uh-oh. So I drank eight pounds of water numerous times uh, that year. That was your and, uh, that was the <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was uh, – wouldn't do that again. Not good. I, I can see you uh, at the water fountain filling a gallon jug and someone going, think you'll make the weight. <laughs> I don't know. Well, in Wisconsin, it's the bubbler. No water fountains in Wisconsin, right, yes. Ben? It's bubbler. bubbler. It's so weird. That doesn't make sense. There's no bubbles. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know where that started in Wisconsin and how it's stuck, but do you know that's, that some, uh, that's ours. You know, some people in Wisconsin call a head lever a coffee grinder, Ben? Oh, yeah. That is that's, crazy. That's the name for it. That is crazy. No one would oh, ever ben, call it that. Ben, say that again. Coffee ben, grinder. Say that again to coffee grinder. That's what it's called. <laughs> Fantastic. That's so funny. I, I love you and Gibbons a little back and forth on the uh, terminology. Well, we've 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 made somewhat of a deal when it's in Wisconsin or a Wisconsin kid. I can say coffee grinder. So um, we were doing must have been a Badger match a little while ago. I'm saying coffee grinder. Jim lets it fly. We're doing Penn State this week, and I say coffee grinder. Jim interrupts and says we're not in Wisconsin. I said it's Mitchell Messenbrink, Wisconsin kid. Oh, Jim baby. let it fly. Wow. So, yeah. Coffee grinder, good coffee grinder. He's pretty fun to watch, huh, Shane? Yeah, I was talking on the broadcast this week. One thing that I, when I want to get a real good gauge, at least for me, when I want to get a good gauge, I go to people that aren't diehard wrestling fans because they're normally just, it's like, what did you see? Did you watch the match? Yeah, I watched it. So my mom, you know, watches a little bit, but she's not a, you know, a diehard wrestling fan. The other, this weekend, she watched a couple matches and she, she goes, who's this Mitchell Messenbrink? She loves him. <laughs> and, and why does she love him? Because he lets it fly and he wrestles and he's entertaining. I mean, it's no, it's no surprise. But uh, people like action. It doesn't matter what it is. People want to see people scrap, win or lose, let it fly. And he's, uh, and I think it's safe to say that the, the faces of those programs are two guys going for four national titles. But he's quickly becoming a fan favorite. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those he's one of those faces, and I think he's going to be moving forward the face of that program. Yeah, he'll be. He got some great wrestlers there, but he's just got he's got the personality and the charisma to kind of match it. Yeah, u- unique style for sure mm-hmm. uh, as well. He'll be he'll be carrying the torch, no doubt about it. Shane, what's your favorite memory of FRL? Ooh. 
That's a that's a good question. I gosh, we've had so many we've had so many fun conversations that go off the trails. I mean, that's that's what I think about. I mean, the bathroom one. I mean, there's there's been plenty of times I get off of FRL and I'm I'm, I'm almost feeling guilty the rest of the day. Like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have said that or hope I don't hear anything <laughs> about that. But uh, so I, I just think those are the, I mean, just fun. I mean, I, I think you know. I remember one of them. And I, one of them we had once was on like being shocked and, uh, you know, not being, I you did know, it today, like, Shane. did you know that, uh, did you know that Ben got yeah, tased at the beginning I of this episode? Myself. I might get Christian by the end of the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. I, I think I tuned in about eight 40 and then I was on for a while. Then I had to or watch for a while. Then I went and shoveled and then I came back in. I watched the gangster. I mean, that guy brings it. I mean, he just, he makes me laugh. <laughs> he brings it. That's a high intensity, a high pace. But uh, what's up with the taser? So what did you do? Well, that was where the shocked came from. Yeah, shocked. Really? Gosh, I'm- All the way back, I said I, I, it was about uh, White Henderson. Now, I thought I said not All-American, but apparently I said that he wouldn't finish lower than 14th, which he technically didn't because it was the round of 16. So he could be 13, 14, 15, or 16, in fact. Wow. What a pathetic technicality you're trying to get. Uh, I tased awesome. myself. He, he walked I the took walk. my medicine. Uh, I didn't even think about that. So he could have he could have been 14th. I guess. Yeah, or 13th. If I yeah, or, no. or he could have been 13th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah, that conversation stands out. Just some of those debates we have. I mean, not, nothing beats a good wrestling debate, and I'm you know I'm undefeated in that category. And, and oh, uh, wow. <laughs> oh wow. Oh uh, wow. I think Shane, Shane's all-time one that he still won't give up on that he's so obviously wrong on, and we no, even no, we even had yet. we even had the Anthony <laughs> Robles come on here and tell <laughs> Shane his strategy, and Shane still won't trust him. Wait, wait, I don't. I'm clueless was, as to what you're talking. Oh about. no, we can't start over. Tyler. We can't start over. Yeah, it's kind of like in baseball. Sometimes you can make a bad pitch. Uh, you get you make it. You, you hang one, and the guy misses it, follows it off. It's still the wrong pitch. You just got away with it. Uh, you know, you can make a, a really good pitch. I could squib one right down the line, and he gets on base. It's like that didn't make any sense. Robles and I love Anthony. Mm. It it worked for him. But Stop. let's keep in mind, McDonough rode him the entire period. He should have went on top. He took him down and turned him. Like you go top, you're two minutes from a national title. I already title. explained this to you, Shane. You stop antagonizing <laughs> me. I think Shane, you're trying to troll me right now. Yeah, Ben kind of blew it there. As Mitch Clark would say, take top. Oh, my goodness. Take top. All right. I will There's not, no I will not other engage further. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I can't. But that's that's stunning restraint from Ben. Normally, once it something <laughs> fires in the brain, he can't let it go. Till I'm going to let it go, Shane. Okay. <laughs> well, Shane, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it means a lot. You've been a, a great part of this show. And, uh, yeah. Cheers to a thousand more. Hopefully we have you on a bunch. Yeah, more. guys, thanks for having me on. Thank and once you, again, congratulations. That's uh that's something to be proud of. A thousand is not easy. And uh, congratulations. Always fun to talk some wrestling. You guys have a great day and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And I will leave you with this. Oh, take top. Right. As he said it, <laughs> he's got small hands. I'll meet my damn beef jerky piles. <laughs> oh, you're so, I don't mind right into the mic. Look at that. Like that stogie. My wife gets mad at me when I chew too loud. And I said, I'm eating. What do you want from me? I, that is one of my big pet peeves, honestly. Uh, don't you do it. Don't <laughs> you, do it. you guys. It's-
Okay. Like, close your mouth when you chew. You guys got no garbages on the set. What the heck? Should, no, in, no garbages. In honor, in honor of the Slim Jim, should we pull up the Sion clip? Oh, of yeah. yeah. What number is that? Sion busting it. Which number is that? Um. Oh, 11. 11. Can we play clip 11? Sion, here we go. Crash real quick. Congratulations, wait. <laughs> oh, you don't know what he's doing. Here. here comes Sion. Oh, oh, yeah, cozy up. Now let's put the one drop on here. Oh Let me turn the bottle around so nobody he's can putting read it. He's his insane hot sauce, hot sauce Keeps on. that thing on him. Oh, oh no. Oh. No. No. <laughs> no. See, oh, yeah. He's going to be glistening with sweat oh, in about three yeah. seconds. That couch is going to need to be wrung out. Just three wide neck couch. <laughs> Update, he is sweating profusely. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to oh, say. <laughs> Look at that glisten. Can we get it? Can you go towards the light? You've been told never to go towards the light. Yeah. Oh, that's dangerous, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Sion. And there's Ben right it, there. Wow, this is a full circle moment. <laughs> is it spicy? I like how he... No. Well, I like how he put the, uh, the, the... It wasn't like a bottle. It was like a dropper. Yeah. Like a science... Like that's a science you, experiment or that's something. That's how you know it's hot. You Seriously, can only do... That's crazy. I had to... So Sion's first ever appearance on FRL, you guys gifted him a box of Slim Jims. Yeah. Is that because he eats a lot of, of Slim Jims? He would... He, I think he told a story about how he, like... Did some long road trip and all he had were Tabasco Slim Jims. Yeah, he said that on on the podcast. <laughs> okay, like twelve Slim Jims. Yeah, and so he did. You like, eat a lot. He used, so, yeah. I'm actually noticing he doesn't really eat them anymore. Well, we don't have like the all classic the Slim Jims anymore. Yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Eating Ben Askren. <laughs> in, in, My wife's gonna get mad that you're me too. Yeah. In preparation for this show, I I watched every single episode with Sion to to pull some of these clips. So. Ever since you guys gifted him that box of Slim Jims, Sion, they, we didn't, didn't used to have nice mics like this, right? The, no. the mics used to be all over the place. And uh, he would open his Slim Jim wrapper into the microphone loudly from the other side of the room while you and Willie would be that? talking. Yeah. In every episode, he was opening his Slim Jim wrapper into the microphone while you guys were trying to talk during the show. It, it 27 episodes straight. So Yeah. He kind of – See? <laughs> this is the war that, at Flow Sports. I'll, I'll continue to fight it. So funny. I've got him off the Slim Jims at least. We we oh, have another couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's on. Oh, he's on. Let's go. Let's bring him on. So, actually, before we bring him on, let's uh, let's play. Uh, where is this? Let's play clip 33. Um, the, people in the wrestling community may may or may not know Greg uh, or Wes Wesley, whatever Whatever you want to, what, yeah. what's in this? Well, instance. this is Stu, Stu Stallings. Oh, this is okay. Stu Stallings. Different name. So many aliases. <laughs> so you might know our next guest for his his huge video in the wrestling community called Stall Camp. Let's play the teaser. Our right philosophy now. is one zero. It's pretty simple. Why score five points when you only need one to win? You scored fourteen more points than you needed to. How many times I gotta tell you, son? One zero. <laughs> These guys are like a circus act, a bad circus act. Idiots, man, idiots. These guys aren't coaches, they're clowns. I never heard of these guys. I recruited one of those guys that went to that camp. He's horrible. Now that I hear about him, I'm sad. <laughs> I would send my, my kid to a Michigan camp before <laughs> I would send him to a stall camp. <laughs> wow. So let's, let's bring him in, the, the creative genius behind stall camp. Greg Warren, how you doing, Greg? Hey guys, how's it going? Going great, man. Thanks so much for for coming on. Can you You've, hear uh, me? 
you've been on the show a few times. Obviously, you've been a fixture at Flow before I I was here with your with the West Wesley Red Alert, uh, the Afton Quadrangular. Of course, still doesn't get the love I think it deserves. But what what's what's new with you, Greg? Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. Well, uh, a couple things. Um, I, I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you guys, but uh, um, let me know if you can't hear me. I hear you. <laughs> we can hear you. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of things. Number one, I was uh, I was supposed to be on at a different time, okay? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Meisinger reaches out and says, can you switch because David Taylor has something else going on. And, uh, you know, that's a slap in the face to me, guys. I mean, David Taylor, he's won some world championships and Olympic gold medals. But I, I, look it up. I, I, I did well in a couple of tournaments, too. I took second in the UNI Open one year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I think you mentioned I was a big part of flow wrestling. I was Wes Wesley. I was Stu Stallings. And a lot of people are talking about their favorite moments from frl and i've never missed an episode i want to talk about my least favorite moment from <laughs> frl oh i can't wait i mean i i wake up I, I go to the gym sometimes you guys get me through a workout i'm listening and i'm thinking yeah these are my friends this is a company that i, that <laughs> I was a big part of and you guys just spend an hour just teeing off on st louis and our cuisine and uh it still stings man well, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was, it's all out war on St. Louis and its cuisine. It is one particular pizza uh, establishment called Emo's. And it, there is, it is called St. Louis style pizza. So yeah. maybe it is a little bit. It is, uh, without a doubt, the worst pizza I've ever had. <laughs> and I, I'm nothing if not, not honest. It's not. You, you guys, you guys are, it, it, to make matters worse, you're talking about how bad our pizza is. Then you spend another hour talking about how great some gas station pizza is. Uh, <laughs> Casey's, Casey's right. And when I get talking about my local Casey's. Pizza. Oh, baby. Yeah. Casey's is so much better than Emo's. Yeah, I like I like Casey's to buy gas. It's a great place to get <laughs> gas and uh, a couple of snacks. Not to enjoy a meal. I mean. Hey, it's Casey's here, general here's store. A, we tried to get it going. It is a general store. You're right, man. It's a general store, and um, I, I enjoy it. I like it. It's not a it's not a quick trip, but you know, uh, it's a good it's a good convenience store. Uh, but yeah, I I, I tried. We tried. Uh, uh, Tyler and I tried to work it out so I could get you guys some St. Louis style pizza, oh. uh, but we couldn't figure it out. They are on their way. They will be there next week. Uh, I'm sending some to Ben's house. I'm sending some to Flo's, uh, and it's not Emos. Greg, do you think it's not even the homeless it's, people uh, would eat the St. Louis style pizza? Don't you don't have to answer? Ben, that, I know you're a good wrestler, okay? Uh, and you're and he used to be my friend before that, but I'll go with you. I'll go. I'll, I'll, you want to go? We'll, we'll go Greco right here. We'll go three in a group. We'll go three in a group. All right, top bottom out. You know. Here's the thing, Greg. I, I should have seen this coming with the with the Tyler saboteur thing, because people may not know. Everyone knows Tyler went to Michigan. Okay, his coach Sean Bormet, you broke his heart in the round of twelve, 
And so this is Sean Bormat pulling strings, puppet mastering Tyler, the, the long con. sabotaging Greg Warren. <laughs> I should have seen it coming. You be my coach in the round of 12? <laughs> oh, like he doesn't know. He's playing dumb. Oh, my gosh. I never would have invited you uh, on had I, I known. You knew about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always qualify this. Because I beat him when I was a senior and he was a freshman. So, um, count it. Uh, count. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I do count it. Uh, I, I do count it. But, uh, if you, if, if you look at our careers, uh, they were a little divergent. I think he did, did a little better. Than <laughs> hey, I, but, yeah. one and oh, I, I, that's I, all I see. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, you're right. Well, I just hate to say that because you guys ever have somebody in high school when I was, when I was like, a freshman i lost to some senior who was a chump i was just a freshman in, in high school and this guy beat me and every time i see him in st louis he, he talks about it and i, can't <laughs> so I, I, I know <laughs> well well as revenge uh for for taking out my coach in the round of 12 i have a clip i was i went through your guys's uh every episode you've been on frl the the, the three or four that you've been on and this clip made me really laugh because you, you told a story about a, a farmer, and uh, as soon as you said his name, Ben knew exactly who you were talking about, and it made me laugh so hard. So if we can play clip 32, and then I'll have you finish the story because the clip doesn't, doesn't finish it. I lost in the blood round my junior year, and uh, our coach, Wes Roper, called me in for like a meeting that summer. He's like, Warren, you need more competition in the practice room. We're bringing in this guy next year, uh, once a week. He's a, he's a local farmer. His name's Steve. I'm like, oh, oh that guy, right, he's man. legit. He's legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben knows who he is. Well, I, I didn't even know that, Ben. I thought he was just <laughs> an old guy. He was like 42, and I'm 20. I'm yes. like, I'm not going to wrestle that guy. I'll play checkers with him or something. <laughs> and he doesn't warm up. He just sits there during the drills. Coach goes, oh, Warren, go live with Steve. All he does is he, like, just slaps both of his legs, you know, just, like, slaps both of his legs and, and gets in this really weird, like, Greco <laughs> stance. Uh-oh. So yeah, th and then what happened? Uh, so he did that warm up. He just slapped both his legs, and I looked at my friend Chip Bunner, and I was like, "I'm not gonna wrestle. I'm not gonna hurt this old man. I'm a Division One college athlete. Like, what am I supposed to do? He doesn't even know how to wrestle." And uh, they blew the whistle. And I swear, Ben, I don't know if you've seen him do it. He does this thing. He jumps like a foot and a half in the air. He grabs your chin and your head at the same time. <laughs> throws me on the mat and then just beats on me for an hour. Like just, just it, like just beat on me. And it was no, it was very unorthodox. It was like Ben Askren stuff before Ben Askren. And there was no learning. He had crazy athletic ability. It's like coaches, like you learn something from the only thing I could learn was how to take a beating. And, uh, to sort of come on, come to find out he was on the Olympic team in 80. I think he was an alternate. He was on the Olympic team. Nobody told me that. Do you guys remember what happened in 1980? We boycotted. We didn't go. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, he, he's still angry about it. Okay, like he still <laughs> harbors resentment about it. That's <laughs> yeah. incredible. What a um, setup. He was I, actually now that I, I, yeah, yeah. Roper, um, that you know what Roper was pretty tough, man. He was uh, like kind of Brandsish, Gableish, uh, and uh, I do. This is how good Steve was. At one point at that practice, Roper goes, hey, Steve, take it easy on him, which I've never <laughs> heard him say anything like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man, it must I, have been bad. I love the progression. I just had a memory the other day. I love the progression oh, sorry, of that story ahead. because 
it starts out, it makes it seem like Steve is just this random farmer <laughs> legend that both you and Ben know who just shows up and, and beats on wrestlers sometimes. <laughs> I, li- I like before you find out yeah, he was a- he was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he was a national champ for Okie State. And uh, I think he won the, the U.S. Open that year, but he sort of knew that they weren't going to go. So he, I don't think he wrestled in the trials. I'm, I think that's how it worked out, actually, he told me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I thought of this thing the other day about Roper. I told you guys about that time when I uh, Roper said I laid down at Northern Iowa. Like, I got yeah. I almost got stalled out of the yes. match. So I thought about this the other day. <laughs> We had to practice like two days later, and uh, and it, it was like a really hard practice. We get done, he's like, guys, we're going to run stairs. And Ben, did you ever have to run like yes. bottom of the Hearn stairs up to the top? 11 floors. Yeah, so you, it's horrible. <laughs> you run up and down. It's 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 awful. And I, I legitimately had a bad back. I, and I, uh, I remember it was my first year there, and my friend Darren Davis, he'd been there for a couple of years. So – everybody's kind of walking down the stairs and I go to him. I go, Hey man, my, my back is killing me, man. I, I go, I, I, I can't run these stairs. I go, you think if I asked Roper, if I could just ride the exercise bike instead of run the stairs, he'd be cool with it. And he goes, yeah, you should ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I like, I asked him like an idiot. I and like, as I'm asking him, I see Davis, peering his head around the, like in the door and laughing. And he's like, Warren, you laid down at Northern Iowa. Get on the stairs. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. So I, I just have some personal like fan questions. As someone who had seen Stall Camp as a kid uh, when I first started wrestling and then did, like had heard your name be thrown around uh, around here, I never Wait, hold on. You actually made together. me think of something. What's up? Do you think Will Luan is a big fan of Stall Camp and oh, that no. inspired his God. style? I can't believe you'd ask me that on FRL 1000, Ben. He had to be. He was the mentor, Stu Stallings. <laughs> anyways, anyways. There was. We did shoot. We shot some of Stall Camp at Michigan. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I saw you. You, you had uh, Sean in there. Mets in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Adam Kuhn is in there, too. <laughs> so, how, What was the genesis of Stall Camp? And uh, did Flo help you? Was that like all you? Like, how did that end up happening? I just always, I don't know, sometimes I just thought it would be funny to go to a wrestling camp where they taught stalling, and uh, <laughs> I know nothing about filmmaking. I'm a comedian. Yeah. And uh, so I just started, when I would, like, travel, I just, you know, if I was up near Wisconsin, I, I, I went and saw Ben, and I, I, if I was anywhere, I would go interview wrestling people, and they usually would take my call. I just feel like, yeah, I got David Taylor to say something about it, Jaden, <laughs> and... uh I had, you know, full access to Mizzou. And uh, believe it or not, Brian Smith was a great actor. In I, that thought, thing. I, I thought he was too. hilarious. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was like really, really a good actor. Um, and then I think I called back then, I think I called Martin and was like, hey, I got this really s- stupid idea. Would you, would you guys take a look at it? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Yeah, Christian, do you remember like, didn't it, didn't the Iowa like, didn't the Iowa fans think it was real at one point? <laughs> I think some people thought it was a real thing. I won't say if it was a particular fan base that thought it was a little more <laughs> or not. But it was in their like their chat group on their list. Yes. Some people thought it was some people took Stu Stallings methods very seriously. <laughs> like, this is what's the problem with the sport today. 
Uh, like, we saw the beginning where he, he called uh, ethanol corn gas, and yeah. like, this guy's legit. He's called ethanol. I'm like, no. No, it's not that. <laughs> corn gas. That was a great one. Is well, there... Do they know the creator made a whole special based on corn? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the old corn sweet corn. Um, is there any chance that Wes, Wesley will make a return to the 2024 NCAA championships? Uh, that, that might, I'm, I'm going to be there. I may see if I can get Wes, uh, to show up. We, uh, we beat that character to death. I'm not sure there's left anything left for Wes to say, but, uh, <laughs> I do remember when Max won a title, uh, we did something at me and Joe Williamson yeah. and, uh, Ben walked around and did something with, uh, with, uh, Wes that was Wesley. 2010. And so Max people, was with us and people, he was. People probably forgot the bit, Greg. I think we could run it back again. You think we'd run it back this time? All right. 14 years? What do you think? Heck yeah. Yeah, we were Timeless. just doing bits, and that's when Royce Alger tried to kill me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> he, yeah, I, Royce took it very seriously. <laughs> he wasn't going to. Greg tried wrestling him. Or oh, really? Wes tried wrestling him. Yeah, Wes did. He, what a, yeah, Wes tried wrestling him, and uh, and uh, Royce put me down pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, what's what's new with you? Where are you? Are you on tour right now? And more importantly, when are you coming to Austin, Texas? Man, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas in like two weeks, I think. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Let's go. Um, at the yeah the the creek in the cave. It's a club downtown. Oh, we've been I'm there. Gonna be there mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. I'm in uh, I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, right now doing shows all week um as long as you ask me i'll i'll plug something i just uh worked this my friend ethan carl he's a a really good uh, country music singer his dad was my teammate at mizzou and uh ethan asked me to do a show with him we're going to do a show the night before the tournament in kansas city uh oh, it's yeah. like uh country music and comedy together oh, there you go. I'm, a, I'm a special guest yeah, it's it's the night before. It's a place called the Tin Roof, and uh, yeah, Ethan. I think Ethan is gonna sing a national anthem, maybe at at the uh, okay. NCAA tournament. He's he's sung at a bunch of events, stuff like that. Yeah, so he's really good. I'm not. I won't be singing, guys. Oh, dude, I want to go to that yeah. country yeah. music and comedy. Sounds like fun. Let's go. That'll be perfect. Wait, did that yeah, mean, does really that mean good. you just invited yeah. us? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I'll. I'll yeah, you, you can come, Ben. <laughs> so reluctant. Yeah. More, more <laughs> it depends you know, on it. Depends on oh, what I you fine. Are. I didn't want to go. <laughs> well, we promoted can... it, but at what no, cost? <laughs> it depends on what. Uh, it depends on what you guys have to say to me next week when you receive these pizzas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this clear. Hey, I these are not emos. emos. These are these are Joe Bacardi's pizzas. My friend Ray Bacardi, uh, his dad has a pizza place and he's going to send them special to you guys. Ooh. I believe he's throwing in some toasted ravioli, no. which is a oh. uh, St. Louis delicacy. That's a yes. I, and, uh, I, my and, mind will be open to this, to the possibility of this pizza being good. I, I hope so. Christian. It is. I hope so. He's I, going in tainted though. I no. I'm not. I'm not tainted. I'm not tainted at all. It could have been. I've had emos one time in my life. Could have been a bad batch. Now, everyone else happened to hate it. Maybe that's a little data. Everyone else had the same experience. But <laughs> I'm going to try it. Joe Bacardi's, I think was his name. I'm, my mind's open. That sounds like good pizza Joe to me. Bacardi's. Not emos. Emos, I don't even know what that sounds like. This is his friend's It's pizza the same style. Been. It is St. Louis style. It's a little different. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send them to there. There. There's like six pizzas going to Tyler's house. There's a couple mm-hmm. going to Ben's house. Um, and I want your honest read on this, guys. I think I already know what happened. Tyler discovered that they're actually good, and he ate them and is not bringing them in here. He's like that, Greg. Greg he does stuff like this all the time. Greg, I don't know if you know this, but my number one, like, my reason for being here at Flow is, is as the foil to Christian. They, they they needed someone to cancel this guy's energy out. Yeah. So uh, I, may have, yeah. I may have a stomach full of pizza right now, but... He's a saboteur. Um, that that's neither here nor there, or maybe that, that makes that's okay. <laughs> um, hey, can I say one of my favorite flow wrestling uh, moments? I would love if you FRO did. FRO moments. Yeah. Well, there was you guys had made a really cool film about a, a kid that uh, survived a horrible attack uh, with monkeys, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dunia. Yeah, and you and you were you had uh, I think you had Bader on to interview him about the film. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it was it was a really cool film. It was a really uh, inspiring story. But you said basically you sort of set it up and said, "Hey, this is what happened." And then Shane said, um, "Oh my God, what stood out the most about this this story?" Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of be like, "I think it was the monkey." <laughs> I think probably is what what stood out. Probably, yeah. The, the, <laughs> that was probably the the, the 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 monkeys. I think that's probably what stood <laughs> out. It was. Was that the same episode where Shane said that Anthony Rope was in that one to stand on? No, that was a different one. <laughs> hey, listen to this. No, I, oh, my. So you oh, bring no. that up. I should find this. Shane actually say that? Yes. yes. Listen. Yes. Listen. He said that? Listen. I'll, I'll, Unironically. I'll Here's what happened. We were in. I remember it so vividly. We were at Stillwater for Final X. And I forget how the Anthony Robles debate came up again. But he eventually, at some point, Shane is like relenting on his perspective. He's like, I know he won, so my argument doesn't have a leg to stand on. He had no idea. No idea. And me and Ben are just like shocked. So anyway, a fan, <laughs> uh, an FRL fan yesterday uh, sent me a DM on Instagram. He's like, hey, I made the compilation of, of Shane Sparks' funniest moments. He's oh, like, my God. He's like, I only made it like halfway oh, through. Wow. He goes, but he pulled that moment in there, so I had to... I rewatched it and it's oh incredible. My so God. I should have. I should have sent. We that. should be playing that today. I. I well. I, <laughs> now that we went there, we'll talk about it. But it's not exactly uh, Shane's uh, uh, best work. Brightest moment. Brightest <laughs> moment. But yeah, yeah. It was probably the monkeys. How did we? Re- how did? How did we? Did we answer that question? Like uh, Bader, I think Bader did. <laughs> honestly, the gorilla scene was probably. I, th- I think Bader did, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shane and, just, I, and I may not be phrasing the way, but just the way he said it was like he told he set it up. He was like, yeah, he was attacked by wild monkeys, which is the craziest thing. And so the, crazy. Very inspiring. And then Shane goes, well, what 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 was the what really stood out about it? Well, probably that he was attacked by monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> probably that exact thing. Uh, Generally. Uh, so funny. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that, you don't really see that in any other wrestling film. <laughs> no, it hasn't come up yet. Uh, uh, that was probably a one-time only thing. That was uh, one of the only films I ever uh, went to go shoot. It was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Dooney is the man. Sorry. Oh, I, I bet, man. <laughs> see, he, see how he makes it about him? Sorry, yeah, like, I guess I... We're I telling this story of Triumph. He's like, yeah, remember when I shot that? <laughs> he's like, remember the film that inspired you, Greg, and I did it just coincidentally? <laughs> so weird. Well, I, I, as inspiring as that story was, Christian, as inspiring as it was, I was mostly inspired by the, the camera angles. 
Uh, the, the <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> Christian, it went right over. Yeah, it really did for a he second. Didn't I understand. was like, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was. It was that was the true inspiration of, of that's that. That's right. Of that film. It was. It was yeah, the cinematography on that thing was beautiful. beautiful. The story not that remarkable, but the cinematography <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it saved it. It saved it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Greg. It means a lot. Uh, you'll be yeah well, sure guys you can now get on to David Taylor and his schedule you know, <laughs> you know what Greg we're gonna we're gonna eat the pizza live on Monday's show all right we go. we're gonna make it and we're gonna eat it and I will give an honest review Investment. yeah so thank you for doing that and and really thank I hope you, for you do coming man on. and I hope to see you in Kansas City or well, yeah, I guess Austin and Austin Austin first then Kansas City we could see Greg twice in one month. That would yeah. be... Where do you at? GregWarrenComedy.com? Something like that? That's me. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Wow. Check out uh, Greg's comedy. He's very, yeah. Thanks, very you guys. Funny. That, yeah. Keep up the good work. I, I don't think I've ever missed an episode. It's, it's my favorite podcast. It's Man. awesome. That means a lot, Greg. Thank you so much. Have a good day. We'll see you soon. All right. Greg Warren. Wow. The man. Amazing. He's, he's so, so funny. He's the man. Yeah. Having guests is fun. We should do this more often. It is. Kind of well, is. Then we have you, and it's like, a... <laughs> I'm joking, Ben. I'm joking. I'm joking. What? <laughs> Don't do that. Is it you joke? Replay that. Replay that. I don't, hey, I'm you want to get close? You know what? That is you my touch. Your look. It's, it's got, you got a touch. Yeah. I don't want to get shocked. Listen, but you know what? <laughs> you see my replay that jump. My wife thinks it's the funniest because I'm so I am jumpy like that, and she'll. Scare me sometimes, accident, but sometimes I I believe it's on purpose. And you just come around the corner, and I'll freaking I'll jump a mile, so just like that. <laughs> Confiscated this. You get this back at the end of class. Uh, Watch, I'm gonna end up shocked. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not sure if David's actually gonna be able to make it. I uh, haven't gotten a response from him yet. He said uh -oh. something came up. He has to go later, so I switched him with Greg. I wonder if the pig got out again. No, I think <laughs> the, the goat, the baby out. goat, or no, it's what was it? It was a, a it's baby a, cow. It's a baby pig named Ursula. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Didn't he have a, uh, a human child also? Uh, he does have two human children. They're just another, called. I thought he had another human he had three. child. He had three. Yeah. He has yeah. Oh, oh, you're asking if he. Okay. Yeah. You actually if don't. He just had a baby. You're at. You actually don't have to say human. You can just say child. <laughs> well, you were talking about baby pigs. I didn't want to get confused. Right. Right. As yeah. opposed to his furry children. Yeah. No, no. He was posting on Instagram about. I, I can't remember if it was a cow or a horse, but it was like a short horse. Oh, I don't know about that. Like little a, Sebastian. A little Sebastian situation. Now, he's been let, me go, let me go to his damn Instagram. <laughs> well, while you're, while you're doing that, um, I think a fun memory to revisit. Uh, let's play clip number 34. This was when AJ Ferrari wrestled Yonker Bastille. Oh, oh, my this, God. This is why AJ Ferrari hates me, but this is this Yonker was grabbed his donger. Uh, <laughs> grabbed his donger. I love this clip. It's a great memory. Oh, my God. <laughs> the match everyone wants us to talk about. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe we're going to talk about this. You can't not talk about it. AJ Ferrari <laughs> got caught uh, grabbing something of Younger Bastidas. It wasn't his. It was not his. It belonged to Younger. It belonged to Younger. Younger let the official know. He's like, that's mine. He has a he hold of it Younger's right now. Younger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why did he do it? What was Why? Ferrari thinking? What was he doing? Doing that oh, in neutral God. is that's, wild. Listen. This is the man who told Jordan Burroughs to shut up and wrestle. He's a bold person. He's a bold individual. Yeah, that uh, was... What do you think Coach Smith says about that? 
Did we get oh, to watch hey, the clip? Yeah, no, AJ. No. What were you doing there? You grabbed the man's wiener. You can't do that, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> I love Younger's reaction. He's just like, hey, no, can you guys no. check this out? <laughs> <laughs> Great. You know what? What I no, think it was is defense. It was auto defense. <laughs> <laughs> get it off the screen. <laughs> You know, after the splits and double birds, oh, that moment know. will be forgotten. But it should not it can be. never be forgotten. That's why he hates me because we were dying laughing about him grabbing another man's penis. Y'all are going to get me killed. Get me killed. I That's know Tyler's we're... fault. Hey, He's trying to sabotage you again. I know that. This is a, his plan. I can't believe. Oh, I, look at the camera angle, Christian. Look at it. I see it. I got it right here. <laughs> I, I, I've seen the... But it's large right behind your head. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, that was during the, the, the weird year, the 2021. We didn't have much to talk about. Oh, my God. Man, cor corona was a whole era of this show. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's talk about the, the beginning before the show started. <laughs> we can take that down from behind. Yeah. My <laughs> Christian... Uh, before the whole show started, um, we had like an intro segment, right? With all the different studios. Yeah. You want to run through just, uh, what the different studios looked like. If we can pull that, that up and maybe hit pause on, on some of the different. Well, you don't have the first one, which was zero. Yeah. Bader was telling me about that and I couldn't remember the first one. Well, the, well, it was only radio. The first one was my basement in Virginia. Almost all the same room. That's Okay, so I'll give you the genesis of, of it started. Well, Ray called and said we should do this. We should do a live. You should host a live podcast, and it'll be cool because it's live. So I was like, okay. And so they shipped me equipment. We just did it out of the basement, and I did four, maybe five episodes by myself before Willie came on, and we did the show together for a while. I was in Virginia. He did it in. Um, we were we were at. Cesar Chavez at the time. And so they had a little area there where we would do the show. And then in 2016, when I moved to Texas, then we started live streaming the video. And so we were in there from 2016 to 2018 or 19 before we moved to Springdale, which is where you, you know, Sion popped on for the, for the Santa's where you first came yep. on the show as a, as a co-host and really the, the, majority of the shows have been like kind of since corona on because we ramped it up during corona to like three episodes yeah. a week and we were doing a bunch but yeah it's with been... all the events to talk about you had to ramp it up well we had nothing else to do <laughs> I think yeah. we plan on ramping up before corona because i think that was yeah. part of the thing when i came on you said we're doing three a week yeah and then corona happened and we're like what are we gonna talk about and then remember we made the brackets and that was what led to the greatest episode of all time yeah which well, you don't want me to bring up i'm sure well <laughs> I, I will say this and a lot of people what, want us to bring it up but the fans voted on it the fans voted unanimously that that's the best episode of all time well so there, there's a couple things <laughs> what he's talking about was when kyle dake and jordan burrs were on the show at the the same time so what we were doing was all sorts of hypothetical matchups for an era for a weight so we did like a, a 165 bracket with all the, the uh, last, 10, last years. 10 years last 10 years and we it came down to burrows and dake and i was the only one that picked jordan and ben and bracky picked listen picked in all fairness i picked him by a minute and 10 ride time so i was as respectful to both parties as possible Okay, here nor there. So I <laughs> yes, it is. I I I didn't think it was. Uh, I didn't think that's what would happen in, in the match. So, anyways, 
Well, hold on. Well, no, you, no, you picking me. You're acting like me picking Kyle Dake is crazy, but this is a four-time NCAA champion. I'm not saying it's crazy. Okay, you're acting like that. Well, I can't even say what I'm acting like because <laughs> you just won't stop. So then everyone else was listening to the show because nothing was happening then, right? So Jordan listened, and he texts me. He's like, I want to come on and, and shut down Ben and Bracky. I said, well, He was mad about it. I said, well, this is great. This will be perfect. So I tell Ben, I tell Bracky, I let the producer know, hey, Jordan's going to come on. This is going to be great. We can talk about this debate. And then it's finally two on two. Not those two guys, um, you know, teaming up on me. So then we have him on. And then unbeknownst to me and Bracky, Ben, bad boy Ben, troublemaker, mischievous, <laughs> goes outside all protocols. He... Trick the producer to not tell I me. I trick the producer. Oh, I asked him. Don't tell Christian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he listened to you. And so I didn't know. And they surprised Jordan Burroughs by bringing on Kyle Dake. And, of course, Ben naively thought, well, we're just going to talk about this hypothetical match. <laughs> and then eventually, by the end of the show, he says, cut it. Cut it off. Because he didn't have the foresight. That, because what you don't know is Ben was like, hey, what if we got Kyle Dake to come on? I said, I wouldn't want to do it. I literally told him, I don't know. I do not want to do that without Jordan knowing. Or you wanted to surprise him all along. Oh, I yeah. said, no, I don't want to do well, that. I didn't think it was fair that Jordan would get to come on and plead his case about why he should be the champion of this hypothetical bracket. And I don't think it's fair. And Kyle can defend himself. To, to, to not be honest about what Jordan was going to be coming on to, to appear well, for. Well, you weren't which lying because you, you, you didn't know. Which you eventually apologized for on air to Jordan Burroughs okay, on the show, true. which was great um, <laughs> and, and appropriate. And so then they come on, and do they talk about the hypothetical matchup? A little bit. Of, <laughs> of 2011, Jordan bit. Burroughs versus 2013. It started. No, no. It did start that way. Maybe a minute before Kyle Dake starts waging war. And this is the my favorite thing that Kyle Dake said because everyone's like, oh, you're inflexible. You should stretch. Stretch all the time. Then you, your back wouldn't be effed up. But Kyle Dake waged war on stretching that day and made fun of Jordan for stretching. So I felt vindicated for that. But then they just... He, I they felt just, vindicated just, for that. They just attacked each other the entire time. I was like, this is not what I wanted to have happen. So uh. while, yes, I... It's not surprising to me that it did uh, very significant numbers. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, so, yeah, Ben, I'm still still salty. So I thought it was just like two guys who don't like each other still get the training center. You might find them in the same place, and they might start arguing. And you might just see something like that in the wild, mm -hmm. not on a radio show. So I felt perfectly at home, and I thought it was, I thought it was great radio. Um, I'm, but, I mean, entertainment value, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was there. But let it not be forgotten. I will say it one more time. You were the one saying, cut it, cut it by the time, because it had gone. Because they just wouldn't stop. They would not stop. They're so relentless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we were going to try to have them on, but Kyle said, no, thank you. Well, actually, he first said, only if Burroughs is on. And then he <laughs> said, gonna, oh, I didn't know we were going to say that. And then, why, why not? And then uh, they said, no, thank Then he said, no, thanks. But the, and then Jordan had a baby. I felt so like, bad like, because human I or human or animal baby. Human or animal baby. <laughs> uh, I think it was another human baby. Dude, I DM'd Jordan Burroughs asking him from the Flow Wrestling account, asking him if he would be on FRL 1000 for five, 10 minutes. And not two minutes after I DM'd him, him and his wife posted pictures of their Ooh. brand new baby. I was horrified. I sent yeah. him a follow up DM. I was like, I'm so sorry. Had no idea of the timing. Take time with your, your child, but yeah, that was, uh, that was that, it. Was funny scary. for me to watch his. Uh, he was sitting next to me at the time. He's like, "Oh my gosh, 
Jordan just posted he had a baby. I just DM'd him. And I was like, ah. But they kept this one like a little more under the radar than the others. So they really did. I felt like Lauren made a post about it and said, like, yeah, we were just kind of, I don't know how to, unless it's yeah. a secret, because it wasn't a secret, but you know, <laughs> they weren't like publicizing it much. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, you did do that, Ben. But that, uh, great episode. No, 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 uh, we have. We have nine minutes until our mystery guest calls in. I, if, if you're in the Facebook chat or the YouTube chat, well, I we, encourage you to, to try to guess who it is now. We could do a Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Penn State, Nebraska preview. We could, we could shoehorn that in there real quick. A little nine minute Yeah, a little nine-minute segment. This is perfect. I so sent that, you the picks, Tyler. That is Uh-oh. The, Tell us the picks. have a couple picks. Okay, let me pull up the picks. All right, yeah, because I, I got nothing. Um, I didn't think we could – I didn't think – Ben's brain could uh, handle not going a week without picks. Yeah, let's do it. I love it. I like it. All right. First up, we got Kyrini versus Vito Arujao. Vito, negative 8.5. What? Oh. Kai. Kai. Okay. Kai covers that. Vito said. I don't know. Kai just lost. Uh, yeah, Kai's good at, like, um, he's stingy. Like, remember Dayton? He's a really good athlete. Yeah. Dayton majored him. Yeah. But it was he yeah, Dayton it was really it. hard for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going with my Where's thought. this one at? Is What'd it, you say? Is it at elevation? I, I do not know where. I'll go Kai. Okay. Perfect. Kai. <laughs> um, next up, we got Jack Ryan versus Vince Cornella. Jack, Jack Ryan. Five. <laughs> Jack Ryan. <laughs> what that's was what? That's what JD wrote down. Did I write that? <laughs> Ryan Jack. I'm reading He's it. Not it a, says Jack Ryan. Nope. It, I know he's a man Ryan here to Jack, save, but I am just reading what Jack wrote down. Jack Ryan would win. What's the spread? Ryan, what's the spread? Uh, negative guns. two point five. Negative two point five. Ryan's the favorite. Give me Jack Ryan. Ooh, that's a tough one. Actually, I'll probably go Cornella. Well, what's your final answer? Cornella. All right. Wow, he switched. I'm gonna go Cornella too. Man, I'm, I my radar with Ryan Jack is always off. Actually, it's. I think Jack wins, but he wins really close. So yeah, that's what I was points, thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'll go Cornella also. I agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm coordinating with guests right now. Okay. Oh. Ed Scott versus Myra Shapiro, negative 3.5. This is going to be. Oh, Ed's been terrible this year, though. Yeah, I think. I love Ed, but he's not been How good. many points? Three and a half. Oh, I got Meyer. I need to check my Brussels stat. No, no time. No. I don't think he's been that bad, has he? I mean, he hasn't been maybe. He's taken a couple losses, but. I feel like. I think they've been close. He's taken some L's. But after the way Meyer looked against Brock, got to go. Yeah. Meyer. Yeah, that was rough. Um, sorry. So, I have not been writing your guys' things down. <laughs> all of Jet, we did all Cornella, and JD, we did no, all. No, we'll just go back after. We'll get the it. Show. We can get okay, okay, okay. We're recording. Um, we actually are. Our, our mystery guest is on now, oh. and I think, I think we should go ahead and bring him on. Okay. Um, not not just yet. Let's see if I. <laughs> I think we should bring him on. Well, not now, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I have a clip to play. Um. Nah, we can just we can just bring him on before before we do. Let's preface it by saying uh, this this individual was an integral part of the making of this show. Uh, Christian used to refer to him as his mainest man, mm. uh, and he's he's back. He's making his big return to FRL for the first time in years, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Willie Sailor. Willie, oh, he's getting a call already. <laughs> oh, Someone's like. Get off the call. Get out of here. We lost. Hey, as soon as it starts, right? As soon as, as, soon as it's introduced, uh, as soon as it's alluded to, phone call. 
How's, how we doing, boys? What's up, Willie? Man, listen, I was thinking back, you know, last time, last time we were on video together, I believe I was under oath. So I think this show <laughs> is already off to a way better start. Um, you way know, better. Way I, better. Is, it, this being, is this being recorded for Karen purposes? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not hey. sure about that. Hey, uh, you know, I'm sitting in the green room here. You guys are all fancy now. You guys, you guys got very sophisticated mm -hmm. studios and stuff. You guys right. uh, I was going through the process, testing with the team yesterday. But uh, um, I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the waiting room here, and I'm watching you guys and uh, Ben with the with the younger piece. And oh man, <laughs> the younger piece, literally, uh, literally younger uh, piece. <laughs> <laughs> With a younger clip, and it just <laughs> it dawned on me, uh, like you were very it, Ben and these other young bucks have gotten you a little um, looser over the years. When we first started, um, I couldn't your face when I would do certain things and say certain certain things, and which is part of what made um, I think a show with me and you work so well is you were by the book and you were a little bit more conservative. I was a little bit more loose cannon. Um, but man, Ben and those guys really loosened you up. Loosened you up piles. Uh, well, you got Ben, you got Sion. There's nothing but bad influences around me. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do think that did make work. I'm trying to loosen up a little bit. One of, one of my favorite memories of, of, of Christian uh, straight manning and you going in on him. If we can play audio clip 39, this made me laugh so hard going back and listening to, to these clips. So uh, Christian was known for booking terrible hotels. Is that right, Willie? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cheapest of the he yeah. <laughs> so this is you guys arguing about the quality of extended stays. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing wrong with that place. Extended stay. Willie, you are such a, a pretentious little Nancy. You know what extended stays are, right? They're like shelters for homeless <laughs> that people. That is not true. Yes, they are. To the extent that the lady was like, yeah, if you need your if you need towels, um, bring them to the front desk. I'm in a different building. What I, now now I'm gonna be now I'm gonna be having a shopping cart full of laundry, bringing them over to the front desk. So the point extended is Extended Stays have kitchens. You could you could cook a meal in there. They're they're the best hotels. Yeah, the that's best. what I'm going to do. I'm going to go watch freaking Junior Finals, come back, and freaking cook steak au poire. <laughs> that's a such cool. a good line. <laughs> I remember it. I don't uh, know. Do you remember which one that was? I remember that oh one. Oh, God. It was in Frisco, <laughs> No, Texas. I don't remember. It was in Frisco. I don't. I, oh, okay. Okay. Um, Man, so the big load yeah, segment I, earlier I, I with Bracky. That, that red roof in that you guys stayed in was so bad. I drove by there. I remember I was like driving by and you guys are talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, that's where they're staying. It was incredible. Were you at that one? Yeah. 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 There was a red roof in incident. That red roof in incident that was terrible. <laughs> there was a biker gang in the parking lot for sure. Um, yeah. Bracky came on and, time and told that story too. Big loads, Bracky. One time we we um, one time we let Bader pick. I don't know Bader Book Hotel. This is back when you know I don't know, I don't know what the process was, but there wasn't much of a process. <laughs> Not much. Bader, Bader, 
Bader, did anybody book hotels yet for NCAAs in Cleveland? No. Bader, can you get on that? Or, like, Bader, anybody got ideas? Bader, I'll do it. Bader does it. It was like a fallout shelter. And the weirdest thing about it was, like, I was borderline scared. I'm not scared of much, but I I was borderline scared to go in there. But the one odd thing that was so out of place is they had a vending machine or an ATM machine for Bitcoin. It was the first one I've ever seen. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) How much did you buy? I'm like, Ben might be onto something here, but I think whoever put this ATM here is not aware of the audience in this clientele (laughs) in this building. So I actually have a clip from from that podcast where you guys recall the Cleveland Murder Hotel. Clip 35. Let's go ahead and, and roll that. Yeah. We lived in a mur- we call it murder hotel. We call it murder hotel because we got to really we stay in bad places. It's kind of our thing. No, which this- shouldn't be our thing. <laughs> I kind of like it. No, I thing. don't like it. We have these hilarious stories every single time. One time they thought we were in jail. Story, I want to live. We lived. There was one murder a couple years ago. So I was googling our place just for not looking for if anyone had been murdered there. For, so I was just like trying to find where it was to send someone the address. Yeah. And the number one Google mention was that someone was murdered there on the seventh floor. Well, or, you know, you look up a thing about a hotel, and it's like, oh, somebody was killed there. And you you think to yourself, okay, a, it ran- was a random, a random event. A random it event. It was a drug deal. Somebody, right? It was right. a drug deal. It's like, but we get there. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody was murdered. There. I mean, I'm sure there was multiple people murdered where at we where we were. At. There were probably bodies in that hotel. We it was it was a disgusting piece of crap. It was really. It was horrible. It was and really bad. They sold Bitcoin there though. Somehow, you <laughs> somehow you could buy Bitcoin. I it was swear. the worst. You could get a Bitcoin there. They had a Bitcoin machine dispenser. ATM. They said ATM. A Bitcoin ATM. You could buy this one place, Bitcoin for ten thousand. This place didn't have working water barely. The they TV had a fish di- tank. They had a fish tank on cinder blocks. <laughs> the fish tank was the color. Can we, Kai? Can we get a shot of the Flow Wrestling Radio? That was the color of the water. The yeah. sign in the front said hospital rate. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> You remembered well, but well, uh, like, was, honestly, I will say, I do think that is the worst place we have ever stayed. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so listen, a conversation with a cop at some point. We should go back. We should get into back to Cleveland body. for that reason only. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you say you had a conversation I with a cop who told you? Is it going back there in a couple years? Yeah, it is. I forget which year, but it is going back. We should stay there in Bond. But you guys, Kristen, you called me pretentious with the hotel pay. You, 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 you. You rose a few notches. Well, I, I think Flo's Flo risen a few notches, and you know now we have the new policy. You can you get your own room, which is that get your own room. Get your own room. You guys are spoiled little brat. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I don't a- disagree anymore. We now go Airbnbs yeah, pretty Airbnbs, much. Yeah, so. yeah. You can save money that way. But yeah, no, we're doing. Yeah. I work there. Like, dude, they would build bunk beds in a room. <laughs> <laughs> They'd ship you off with the lumber. Yeah, and in, in my first couple months, I had to share a bed with Bader one time. <laughs> I can imagine that. Zeb was in one bed, and it, so it's like, am I going to stay in the bed with Zeb? Uh, or ba- Bader's a little guy. So I, I got to tell a Bader story. Okay. It might be a little Sion-ish, you know, you know, if you have young kids watching, turn it off. <laughs> Whenever Bader would stay at my house, I'd let Bader stay at my house when we were, you know, and stuff. Right. He would always do this gimmick. I don't know if he did it to you, but he would just crumple up a whole bunch of Kleenex and leave them like, by my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, don't mind. explain it. Don't, don't explain it. <laughs> okay. Um. Um, <laughs> uh, I think 
I think Bader was touching Younger's donger. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst was LJ. If you stayed on the road with LJ, obviously he's obviously he's deaf, so he didn't set an alarm, right? He's and he was a producer, so um, you know if the tournament started at eight, a normal person would wake up at you know we would wake up at six, get there at seven, make sure yeah. we're good. The producers had to get there way early mm-hmm. and set up uh, the streams and everything. And LJ was deaf, so he wouldn't put an alarm clock on. He had a machine that shook his bed yeah. violently. <laughs> yeah. A machine? And try staying in the room with that dude. Yeah, yeah. It would wake him up. It was so, it was so <laughs> loud. Um, man, so Willie, I, I kind of forget the uh, – I don't know if I forget, but I don't exactly recall the details. When we – how did it come that we started doing the show together? I don't know. Cause you started to solo in Virginia, correct? I only did like and, four episodes um, though. And then you were on, I think we were, I think it was, or I know you did your podcast and I was doing FRL and then we decided to do it together. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I didn't even realize I did a, like a podcast show called overflow for mm-hmm. like 10 episodes i don't know how many not long and then i think we just scrapped it and joined up uh, but uh what how you guys know how many like uh this is a thousand which congratulations by the way it's awesome it's a you know it's a part of the american wrestling week really that you look forward to you listen to frl but um where, where was that? Was I like uh, around 600, 700 when the cutoff was? Yeah. So, Ben's, what was your Somewhere first? 440 something. So, you. Oh, you, it was that? Yeah. So, well, we didn't do as many. We only did like two. And so. You guys started at one a week. Yeah. Was it really? So, one a week and then two a week. Yeah. And then early, right, right before Corona, we start, went to three. So, we've really accelerated the amount of episodes. But yeah, you were on for. For several years. What, the what? Pfizer back will accelerate some stuff. What? I shouldn't say stuff. <laughs> the Vax has weird, has weird consequences. Okay. Um, hey, I want to hear about how you plucked Christian Piles out and brought him to Flow Wrestling. Uh, frankly, I now listen, I'm, a, I'm still to this day like uh, a big message board guy, and I know that's <laughs> – has its pros and cons but um i think christian was on message boards and uh i just thought his commentary um i thought he got it and i thought um he was witty and kind of you know sarcastic sardonic and i don't know i liked his i liked his style he he ticked some people off often but he also knew his stuff and um and I think we started like DMing and stuff from there, like uh, slid into his DMs. That's what the kid said. That's right. <laughs> what's, uh, uh, what's his uh, username, Christian Piles, or did he have some other username? VA is for lovers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, that was you? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> you didn't know I was a lover from Virginia? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it started off like um, – I remember the first big one was – you know, at the time, it was just me, Bader, Joe Flo, and maybe maybe Brad Key, but maybe not. Maybe Nick Villicat, but maybe 
Yeah, Nick Villicat was there, uh, but yeah. he was, you know, just like social and stuff. Um, but I was in charge of like, okay, the NCAA is coming up. Let's have a plan. And um, I asked Kale because, well, Kale said, do you have a plan? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought to myself, <clears throat> all right, we could use some supplemental stuff. Christian, I, so I just said, so Christian wasn't like being – paid i don't think at the time no i was just like hey man uh anything supplemental you could do if you're watching ncas and you have an idea for an article or a piece or a stats or thing throw it at me throw it at us and so um it was just that right it was just nothing guaranteed and uh i remember he kicked some pretty good he kicked some butt on that coverage uh even remotely and and you know, bolstering what was a small staff at the time. And then uh, I was like, yeah, this this dude's passionate about it. So now snowballed from there. For, for sure. Now what um, I think, uh, you know, some of my, my favorite memories of FRL are doing shows with you. And the times before the show, I think, were just as entertaining as the, as the time before. But uh, before – before we did the show together, we kind of, I, you just kind of would just carry me around on your computer all day. Cause I was in Virginia and we would just be yeah. on a Skype call yeah. all day. And I, th- I, I yeah. feel like that was kind of how we knew we would be able to do the show together and it would definitely work. Cause I think kind of from the jump, there was this, uh, I don't know, a personal connection beyond the, the wrestling that I think resonated and was yeah. both funny, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was funny because um, Christian would just stay. We would just stay on Skype all day, and <laughs> I'd go around the office and carry my laptop. And uh, I'm picturing like, like a Christian paper mache the on the shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was a secret. There was a secret um, method to that. Like a, a, there was a method behind a reason behind that rationale uh, because. I knew – well, number one, we just talked wrestling all day, right, which was great, and that's fun. But I knew that there was probably going to become a time where, listen, you either you either got on board or you stayed in Virginia. And a part of me always having you on the computer was to get familiarity with the office. So maybe one day you pulled the trigger uh, and moved to Austin, and you ultimately did that, so – I think it worked out. It did work out. Um, I'm very glad to be here. Because, listen, I don't know if people know, but I had to, like, beg and plead and convince Christian to move to This guy Texas loves Virginia. He, was, you he know, loves Virginia. He, he loves Virginia. It. I do love it. I miss it. And I truly, I would not um, – I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be in Austin, Texas right now without Willie's pull and draw. And it was fun. Um Man, I, I I do feel like there's a there is like a an element of you know, obviously the last couple of years have been we're, we're, the reason this is a surprise is sort of not uh, a secret to anyone and uh, <laughs> a little bit of an understatement. And I think you know maybe you're sitting there. Wa- I think I think some of these uh, you know there's I'm sure some people online and the gossips they want to see the drama and hear about it. And I think you know at some point in time maybe we sit down and we do hash it out but i don't feel like that's that's for today um i think today's for today and 
catching up a little bit. On that today note, is for lovers. Today is for lovers. Celebrating episode one thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On that but, note, I think we should revisit one of my favorite memories of you two on the mic together when you guys called uh, twenty fifteen Kyle Snyder's <laughs> World Championship match from the floor. This is awesome. Let's play it. That's right up there with the kick six call. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like, um, man, remember, we, we didn't really know. We just, uh, so many things are just, we just are, hey, let's do this. So we're like, hey, what if I did FRL, the entire yeah. worlds? The entire week long? <laughs> we did a week long FRL, Willie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing, but that was, that was awesome and, and, and pure. But, you know, Tyler said, but that was one of the ones that I came up with. Tyler, in preparation for the shows, you know, said, "What's your some of your favorite memories?" And it's interesting. Um, it's interesting that you said that coming into the office was some of the better, best parts of the memories is like brainstorming or just getting to the office early. Me and Christian were the first ones at the office every day, six thirty, seven o'clock, whatever. Um, I mean, we were the guys opening the building and to sit there and have a back and forth, have a cup of coffee, joke around. Um, to, to me, the best parts of FRL day was the hour, two hours before the show, uh, getting ready for it. But um, when Tyler asked me, you know, thinking of some of the best FRL moments, um <laughs> That Kyle Snyder was one because that was technically FRL. Um, this technically was an FRL, but one of the one of my favorite things I ever did was conference weekend live all weekend with Ben in Austin, and that's at a time when Flo had um, Flo had Big Twelves live, EWAs live, Big Tens live, and so me and uh, me and Ben stayed there the whole weekend and. Um, Ate Jamaican food. We we ate tacos. oxtail and tacos. <laughs> yeah, we ate, it would see on, and uh, 
it was really good at you know how ben is at like one point he's like willie that's not how that's not how you do that and i'm like uh all right what's that mean he's like he starts clearing out space and showing moves on me (laughs) i signed up for this ben if you don't know ben like ben puts a hand on you immediately bruise you're like hurt Talk about heavy hands, but um, that was one of the funnest, um, funnest times. Um, and then, it, you know, it, it, Nomad, Nomad, and Kyle, <laughs> Nomad's, Nomad's takes were just you almost wait for Outlandish. him to set you up with something. They were just hilarious. Do you remember what we and, figured uh, out about I, that? You figured this out. You <laughs> the timing. Do you remember this? Oh. What what was it again? Forty five minutes in, it was like forty forty to forty five minutes. minutes. He he would have something hairbrained. (laughs) (laughs) Forty five was a yeah, like forty five minutes in, he would just go haywire and just be like, "I need to say something. I don't care what it is. I just need to say something." And he would say something wild. I feel like like uh, Will, you did your crystal ball. I keep seeing in the background, and I feel like you know on purpose. You said like three names that were just so stupid that they were unbelievable, just so you could argue with people. No, I they were mostly like, really good. There's the one who was it was like uh, it was say a 49 or 57 from North Carolina who was never any good, and you said he was going to take like third. Oh, oh, who was it? Sure, Mason Phillips. Mason, oh. that was Phillips. that was a bad one. That was, that was certainly a bad one. You know. He had a half decent um, redshirt year, but he had—I think he waxed Quincy Monday. He might have tech fault Quincy Monday in Super Thirty Two Finals. Hmm. Oh, that's okay. and so that's why I was like high on him. That was terrible. That was a bad pick. That's absolutely true. <laughs> it's my favorite. Favorite. Mostly, um, it was pretty good, but it was like you get a rando in there every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I held on to that match too much um that's my favorite oh, thing to do also, is watch one match remember it and then just make your take on somebody from that one point of data forever i don't know i don't know. I, jd i liked uh your comment it's a whole new category in fact i'm trying to get wrestle stat um to add a subcategory to results for uh sad losses before my segments up i definitely want to take credit for if not being responsible for it at least certainly encouraging it to be a regular thing and that's kyle bradke's alien hour <laughs> did, you uh, hey, did you hear today's it was about on uh, some skinwalkers and, some good. skinwalkers and uh now that you're out in uh, Idaho, they're they're out kind of by you. Wait, Willie? Yeah, I gotta Idaho? do some. I've only been out here for a couple months, but I gotta. I mean, I'm in Squatch Country. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go Squatch Walker behind Christian there's a Skinwalker. Yeah, I don't know if you can see, but there's one. This is this trail cam is proof that the Skinwalkers are real. Oh yeah, <laughs> that exists. But I remember well, we. Uh, you really believe in aliens, though. And you I were, truly do. You were actually you were so upset that I did, that I don't. Because you're a logical human being. That's and, and that is always kind of with you, Willie. <laughs> I mean, just space just, is endless. Just math, right? Just mm-hmm. probabilities. Ben, what's your stance on aliens? I don't think about it much, but I mean, from a probabilistic standpoint, I think you're probably right. 
It doesn't you come think up. You are so special that you are the only human in the universe. No, yeah. no, well, no. Yes, I think there's brilliant. Well, well, we're 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 closing in um, towards the end of our oh. time. This our is time so fast. Like, but, but I uh, I want to before before we let Willie go. I really think there's an important argument between the two of you that we should revisit. Oh, uh, if we can play audio clip forty. It wasn't physical out conditioning. Uh, they were they were. Thomas Gilman doesn't out isn't out more conditioned than Ethan Lezak. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes, he is. Obviously. Yes, he is. To break somebody requires you pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. Gilman didn't even have the opportunity to do that because he was underneath. So he exerts no energy from on top? He did not gas out Lezak from bottom. And if you say that, that is absurd. He did not gas out Lezak from bottom. He had absolutely nothing left. In the third. I because agree with he Willie. had an 8-2 lead on Thomas Gilman and he didn't know how to handle it. Whatever, dude. What do you mean, whatever? Look at the first takedown. The first takedown of the third period was not because Lezak was so gat. It was because he's a deer in the headlights. You, you can't even, with a straight face, say that Gilman gassed Lezak. He looked exhausted. Through two me. periods. He, he, looked, he looked gassed. He, he didn't. He didn't even have the opportunity to break him. He he performed. He was on bottom for four he, minutes. He performed gas. If Lezak, we'll if, if Lezak, no, no, that's not the same situation. <laughs> that's not, because <laughs> what I'm thing. saying is, Lezak forfeited the third period mentally. <laughs> you don't know that. Forfeited. You're just saying it because you want to. You want to win. He gassed him you from bottom. Come you on. said that, not me. You said that. <laughs> you said that this morning. Can I get verification? That Christian Paul said that Gilman gassed him from bottom this morning. Because he did. <laughs> you just said three, three seconds ago that you didn't say it. I said it. I didn't it. say it on radio. <laughs> so, okay. incredible. Once and for all, did he gas him from bottom? Yes. <laughs> no. It's impossible <laughs> to gas somebody from bottom. First of all, it's not a thing. Who invented that term? I think maybe that's from bottom. I'd like to. I would like to. You. It may have been my one or, you know, you I, I'll take, take it. For that? I'll take credit for it. I thought Gilman actually said it. I, I thought Gilman had after me. It was surprising. And I want to get Ben's take because Ben is like the smartest wrestling. Someone call him the brain, but, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, I have never heard of that concept before Gas from bottom. After, really. No. Never uh, seen it. But, Ever. But, We're just going to um, have this whole debate ever. again. I... Willie, but surprisingly, the community there was a significant portion. I'm not saying a majority, but a significant portion who was like, "Yeah, yeah, he kind of did bash about him." I so in in ben, what do you? I knew this was going to happen, and and Tyler <laughs> put me in. So you know, I rewatched it. I can't believe how right I was. No, hundred ah. percent. And Tyler, I, and I, what I did is I sort of commentated the action. Lee Gilman was doing the whole time. He made him work. work. I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but all I know is, at the at the NCAA's that year, Thomas Gilman said he didn't wear himself. I wore him out. I wore him out Thomas from the Gilman bottom position. Why would he have to say that? <laughs> all right. Well, so slightly biased. I source. appreciate you guys indulging me, um, Willie. Is there anything you want to say before before we depart with you? Uh, no, you know, um, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I'm really glad that I'm part of the 1,000th episode, and it, it's probably probably not uh, the juiciness and the clashing that some people expected. But today's a day to celebrate the history of. Uh, 
you know, to have fun, to have some laughs, celebrate the history of FRL, which is, you know, obviously one of, um, I think it should be renamed the second word, but uh, <laughs> no, it's obviously a, a, a fabric of wrestling media and uh, that's what we're here to do. And maybe another time we'll, we'll do some fighting. <laughs> Thank that. you so much, Willie. Really appreciate you, Willie. Talk to you later. Thanks, bud. Now yeah. to end the show. We got the rest of the floor wrestling content team over here. We want to bring them all on camera. Oh, wow. All these guys have spent time on the mic. That's on true. Show at one point or another. Come on. Come on, guys. Are you well, they're not coming. Oh, get over they're here. just staying back in the darkness like skinwalkers. <laughs> Look at all these guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Mark Look Vader. At Look at all, all uh, no, get Ollie out. Got to show their face. Oh, baby. <laughs> show. Don't give Mark Vader that taser. <laughs> if you have something to say, send to a mic, Ollie. Uh -oh. Wait, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I already tased myself. I already did it. <laughs> wow, it's like a big happy family. Did you guys knock the mic out? See, it's not that bad. I think they knocked. The camera wasn't on Christian when he jumped, but I. Oh my gosh! Incredible. I for, I for sure was doing something embarrassing. Probably. Are we doing a team picture here? Yeah, kind of. Sure. Ollie, do you have any? You you came in hot. You have something say to say? Say something provocative yeah. into the microphone. Yeah, I invited you in, and then you were. No. He let. Oh, do <laughs> it! Don't you do it? What happened is I've been an important part of this show for I don't know how long. He gets one little blonde guy to sit behind the table. <laughs> I get completely forgotten about. Not actually get included in a one thousand at all. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but you're on it right now. I'm here in spite of CP and at flow and the whole thing, and it, it continues. It continues. <laughs> it does continue. Anyone else have anything to say? Everybody loved Murder Hotel. <laughs> yeah. It was their favorite, actually, and I took one for the team and, and stayed with Willie that Peter. night. Peter. Wow. <laughs> hey, I told, I told him about now. how you were a terrible guest and we called you the bus for a long time. I told Christian how about you stories. Don't do it. Do it after the show. After the show. I think uh, Christian, you want to take us out? Uh, well, I do. I do. I do want to take us out. Uh, I do want to thank um, one everyone that's been on the show, part of the show, especially. Um, that means a lot. I want to thank honestly. Um, you know, Flow Sports for their support of this show. I mean, this studio is, uh, you know, this is wrestling, kind of carrying the flag for Flow Sports. And we're going to do this, not a show like this, and not just wrestling, but in all these other sports and cheer and track and, and everything. I think it's like, you know, Flow really started because two guys really, two brothers really believe that their sports deserved a little more than they were getting and you know that football didn't shouldn't get all the shine and all the all the great love and promotion and i'm not saying we're we're bringing you know the full-on sports center coverage here but we're trying to do something really cool and special and unique that helps build fans and and really provide something for the community and so i'm i'm thankful that those that that mark has kept that laser focus on on this sport and on our sports because we wouldn't be here without, without that. And, and we wouldn't have that if we didn't have eight years and 999 episodes of a lot of people watching this show. And it, it means a lot to me that people have been watching since episode one, which was with Ben and um, now episode 1000. So 
I'm so appreciative of you and all the people that have listened. I mean, truly, you know, millions of listens over the years, which is crazy to think about for a wrestling show. But it's been uh, it's been awesome. So thank you to the listeners and uh, and Ollie. Hey, no, no, I got something. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna say it. You're a modest man, but thank you, CP. You've been the constant host, and I mean, there could be better ones, but I always enjoyed spending my mornings with you. So amazing job, testament to you as a podcast host. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, I don't know. What do we play us out, or is that it? I don't even know what time it is. Do this stylist play out, and it'll be like a cool Instagram. Uh, do you want to? Maybe we should we do a little like Ben tribute? Don't we have an announcement? Oh uh, yeah, Ben tribute. Yeah, I thought we were gonna maybe save it for episode one thousand one. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, oh, thanks, Mark. I'm leaving the show, but not yet. Uh, I wanted to make it through episode one thousand, and then it didn't seem right to leave in the middle of the season. So I'm gonna stick through Olympic trials, and then I'll be done. Um, Ever since I watched Freddie Roach coach, I said all I want to do is really coach. So at some point in my life, all I'm going to do is show up at the wrestling room and coach. And this is part of that process. So I'm not quite there yet, but I'll be there soon enough. Yeah, so sad, you know, to that that's happening. But I'm excited for the for the future of the show. Ben has been, man, I mean, he's been here for the most shows, really, of, of any other host apart from me. And the show wouldn't be where it is. We probably wouldn't be here without Ben. And, you know, we... When he came on in 20, well, he agreed in 2019 and then 2020, he started. It was like, you know, I'll do it for a couple of years. Eventually, want to be full-time coach. And I couldn't be more excited that we got to episode 1000. And then we got a little bit more beyond that to, through Olympic trials, which I think is going to be a fitting time to stop. Maybe we bring you out for your last episode as well. And I, I brought you one special present. Well, I brought you a couple presents. But I'm going to give you one special present. Okay. It's something we've talked about a lot. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm keeping the taser. So we've talked about this many times on the show because you have to do special things to win Hodge trophies. So I went and whooped everyone at the Central Missouri Open. So I brought you guys these. <laughs> Central Missouri Most Falls. And yes. I'm saying wrestler, you can decorate your studio because those walls are too empty. So Yes. Incredible. <laughs> this is, if you're, for you longtime listeners, this is a big payoff because we, I like to make fun of Ben. Um, and the best thing to make fun of him about is how he he stat padded for his Hodge, and the Central Missouri Open was a big part of that. So this is a very <laughs> full circle moment. So thank you for these. We will be we'll proudly um, place them on our empty shelves. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. And with that, I think we should play the music, and everyone should slow wave us out of here. I'll do regular wave. <laughs> thank you guys so much. We'll be back Monday. Yes, on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> thanks to the producers who helped make this show. Hey, wait. Special thanks to Tyler. A couple months ago, I tasked him. I said, make episode 1000 special. Man, he freaking killed it. And I don't want to give him any credit ever, but I'll do it right now. Thank you, Tyler. Great job, Tyler. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Goodbye.